0: It's the, I like to think of this as the Bowling Python Thanksgiving special.
1: Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen
2: McIntyre.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. Uh, Tonight we are joined by. Ari Flagle, and he is back from Papua New Guinea, which, oh, he was there, I think, right around the time that we were in Australia. So he was, like, right there, you know? He was so close. He was, like, <laughs> he was, he was, was, like he was right so there. close.
0: <laughs> I know numerous times Keith was, like, looking yes. when we were in Darwin, like, at the ocean, going, like, it's just over there. And Maybe. I think if we had known that Ari was over there, too, like, I think Keith would have swam for it. And... <laughs> I, I, I want to say that it was probably in our best interest that we didn't know that Ari was over there. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes.
1: Um, I remember when Keith was sitting on top of the rock at Nuralangi right before <laughs> yes. the Germans came up. He was pondering over the horizon as the sun was setting. I thought he was thinking about it's, it's what right. was happening in the world, but he was wondering what Ari was doing with the Bowen's Python. <laughs> he just wanted to know what Ari was doing. That's it. He didn't
0: care. Yeah. So, it's, yeah.
1: so for those who live under a rock, uh, Ari has been um, researching the Bowen's Python for, man, it seems like, I mean, I think I first was introduced to, Ari back in 2009, maybe. I
0: want to say he's and eight, been, and, he's and been putting up with us for us? years. I mean, like, <laughs> come on. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: it, I have to respect anybody that puts that much dedication into a species and trying to figure them out. You know, I mean, I've been to Australia twice just to see carpets, but he's been like, you know, Thousands of times had malaria, <laughs> so, you know. Almost died in a hut. Yeah, <laughs> Chased I mean, by like cassowaries. That's... there been it's insane. Yes, <laughs> all this for the love of a python, and I get it. I get it, and I think you get it too, Owen. So. Ari, welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that intro.
2: Yeah.
0: it's the I like to think of this as the Bold Python Thanksgiving Special. That's right. <laughs> just just name you just name the episode. There we go. Yes. So, yeah, there it is. Bold Python it's, Thanksgiving Special. Exactly. I love it.
1: You know, you gotta when 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 you don't want to be around the family anymore, just go hide in the closet and listen to some Boland's talk. That's
0: really it. I mean, we got right. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course. Of course.
1: course. So, as always, Ari, I mean, what what was did, – did you have a uh, particular uh, goal with the trip? I mean, what was – Yeah, yeah. Well, about? yeah, thanks
0: for – I mean, obviously, th- always thanks for having me back on. I, I was, like, thinking to myself as I'm coming back, and we're going to send Eric a message to be like, hey, man, do you guys need anybody to ramble on for an hour? Always. Some, always. see de- dead space. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> We could we couldn't get anybody we really wanted to listen to, so I figured I could just mumble on for an hour and, and give you guys some free content. You know. No it, man, uh, no it was a uh, it was a good trip, was a good trip. Uh, it was probably one of the better trips I've had. I mean, they're all great, and they're all special in their own unique way, and all that. But uh, this is the la- This is the first time I've been back since uh, I got really really sick, and uh, so it was good to get back in the field and. Uh, kind of grab the bull by the horns in a way, you know, the malaria mosquito by the wings, I should say. <laughs> you know? we, we avoided and, malaria uh, this, this was, time. That's yeah. that's good, right? This time, yeah, 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 yeah that's good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, came back, came back, good. But uh, it was it was an interesting trip uh, because there's been a lot of uh, political stuff going on over there. And it was a little sketchy, it, uh it happened Ooh. to be going on like right uh, before I or right after, or shortly after uh, I was coming out. So it was kind oh, of like Jesus play by play, watching the news or watching the, the feed on it and seeing what was going on. And uh, I'm pretty confident. I was probably the first uh, outsider, uh, you know, without a doubt, the first white guy that's been, been there since all those stuff. So it was a uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting, but uh, yeah, it was a real good trip. Got a lot of, we got a lot of stuff accomplished and uh, got back to the site, Did some, some really good stuff. So that's awesome. I mean, yeah. Traveling in those kind of conditions where it's like a little, I don't know, things are a little on edge. Did you, did you ever get like, yeah. when, were you maybe a little bit more nervous this go around than some other times? Um, I was uh, I was a little nervous. Uh, mm-hmm. I was more I was definitely more weary about what was going on because uh, uh, as opposed as opposed to before where I could blend in real quick because there's you know people there. This time it was like a ghost town. Oh and, wow! Uh, so I I stuck out. Uh, pretty easy um initially but um it was it was funny cuz i had gone ahead before my friend that uh was going to catch a flight behind me and i was uh, I, so i got there first and uh, i came off the plane and everybody was just like their faces were like shocked when they saw this white guy come off the plane and i'm like oh crap <laughs> oh crap like here we go so and i didn't exactly know when, when my friend was going to be showing up so i didn't so I, I had to wait at the airport for him and uh, i just kind of trying to tried to disappear to the furthest place I could get to and, and kind of sit with some locals and kind of started just, you know, shooting the shit with them a little bit, and, uh, just being real relaxed with those guys and they seemed to be fine and everything worked out well, and, you know, and uh, just didn't waste any time. Headed up out in the mountains and, uh, did a really, uh, really good round, uh, up there on stuff. was able to identify two new nests. So added a total of 15, um, Recorded and observed nests activeness uh in the god thirteen years i' 13, 14 years I've been going, I can't even keep track what you guys saying I mean, like i I forgot after trip twelve like I was like uh I'm like i can't it just all blends into one big long trip so um, so I added uh two more nest sites to the the record, which is really exciting uh one female that was uh was gravid and one female that was sitting on eggs. Oh, nice. and, um, wow got some new uh nest uh nest nest parameters some new temperatures uh things like that and, uh, really been focusing on like the uh, nesting ecology uh, uh around these animals uh because it just seems to be so interesting uh so with here... the environment so shot some you know so shot some new video and, and stuff like that too so
1: cool so here's yeah. a question what was the difference between yeah. the nesting female as opposed to the gravid female
0: Yeah. Well, pretty much nothing. <laughs> well, actually, no, right. there's, there's one big thing, one big thing, one's gravity and one's not, you know? So, right. So, but, uh, That's a I different area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but I mean, the environment is so uh, cold and wet. It's so, and, you know, you know, just non-welcoming to anything to that size, really, or even outsiders. I mean, it's just cold and wet. It's not a, not a comfortable environment to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything is a, you know, everything is taken advantage of. Like so these animals, when they have a nest, they take it. And uh, you know, it's it's part of, you know, the whole biology, in my opinion, or behavior of these animals. Uh they have to have that nest. They're not gonna flourish, they're not gonna survive without it. Um, because they're not gonna produce they're not gonna reproduce for the future. They're not gonna be able to um warm themselves and uh protect themselves from the from the elements and everything uh that are out there. So it's it's critical to have this uh key spot, you know, um, to call home. Uh, and, uh, once they have it, you know, it, it doesn't appear that they're leaving these areas. Like I've said before, when I've talked to you guys, you know, I found old eggshells and uh, things like that in the old nests with active females. So,
2: right. uh, but it was
0: cool finding a female that was getting, she was probably a couple of weeks from getting ready to lay. So I was able to, uh, palpate her and, uh, uh, I counted about 14 eggs. It was really evident that oh, she was here cool. gravid and she had eggs in her. So I've never been able to palpate Ebola's python before and be able to say, this animal has, has eggs until this last time. So wow. it was really interesting. Uh, and just look over the physical uh, appearance of the animal, too, during, uh, you know, this really sensitive time of their, their life. So, um, and then being able to see, obviously, I always love seeing, seeing the snakes in general, but, uh, you know, seeing another female on eggs, which was good, too, so. Means uh, yeah. they're they're doing what they're supposed to do, um, so, and they're uh, two new females I never interacted with before. So, oh
2: wow, so That's
1: cool. do, it, am I am I wrong in thinking that right before the female lays eggs that it's been observed yeah. in captivity that the female sort of tucks her head down into the coils? Was that uh, did you observe that? You know, or, there's, or is that just so?
0: I, I've never seen individual. Uh, I've animal. never seen that behavior. I mean, you know, it okay. could be, I've never seen the behavior personally. So, uh, on anything wild, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. I'm always like, you know, trying to relate stuff to, to captivity, but my, my expertise obviously relies on animals being observed in the wild and what the behavior is out there. And I've never seen anything like that, uh, you know, present itself. Uh, I know I got into, uh, Keith and I talked about it too. And, and, you know, um, that a behavior we've associated with like really uh, cool temperatures where the females kind of protecting that head to keep that head warm. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, ultimately we, we really don't know, but it's a behavior that's been observed in captive animals. Um, uh, ultimately I've never seen, like I said, I've never seen it in wild specimens before like that. So I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's a naturally occurring behavior or if it's a captive, um, learned trait or just, you know, survive, going into survival mode in captivity if they're getting too cold and not able to warm themselves up to a certain point. But uh, I did see that, you know, um, I mean, I was taking temperatures of, you know, I'll do it in uh, Fahrenheit because uh, I didn't convert to Celsius, but it was, I was taking ambient temperatures of 60 to 61 degrees on the surface. Um, and uh, it had been rain. I mean, it's raining, you know, all the time. So it's just soppy, wet, cold. Right. And you can see your breath. And then, and then the animal underneath, you know, and it's, in its nest, to this burrow, you know, uh, I took progressively, uh, progressively over time, you know, as I was excavating the, the hole to, you know, see if there's an animal in there, you know, I was taking readings and it, you know, it would go up by like, you know, five or six degrees. And, and initially until I uh, initially reached the adult animal and it was, uh, animals are sitting, you know, around like you know, 74, 72 to 74. So they're raising their temperature like 10 to 12 degrees of these burrows, uh, which is pretty incredible. Um, and then uh, the, the eggs are sitting at 80 degrees. So um, with the ambient temperature being 60 to 61 degrees outside and wet and rainy. So it's pretty incredible that they're able to absorb that heat for the quick amount of time that they are, they're able to get it. And um, I put out some trail cams this time, which was really cool uh, outside of uh, the net. Yeah, a couple of the nesting sites. Um, I mean, I mean, I, it was kind of a last-minute thing, and I, I wasn't anticipating to really catch anything because of the time of the year. Most females are gravid, and they're just not moving around much. Right. Um, so, but I went ahead and I tried it. I didn't catch anything on it, but uh, it'll be great to uh, incorporate them uh, throughout the year uh, in different times when I'm visiting um, uh, to see if I can get some, like, daily activity, how frequently they're coming out to bask for – For the duration if there's any other animals that are coming by to the the burrows and stuff like that too and maybe catch a male um creeping around if if i'm lucky enough Uh, so it was uh it's pretty cool to put out some new data loggers in front of the new nest sites too so i'll be uh, monitoring another uh, two new nests um, uh, with temperature and humidity and uh, all that to be able to incorporate to what i already have so all in all been uh, doing really really well so
2: That's awesome.
1: I, I yeah, mean, it's, really cool. yeah. it's almost like, you know, it, it's, it's I got all these thoughts running through my head, right? And, and like yeah. when I'm thinking yeah. of how pythons adapt to the environment and, I, I, you know, your, the Bolin's python is trying to keep warm. So it's going into these burrows to, to say at this yeah. temperature, whereas what we saw in Australia with the Owen Pelly or whatever, uh-huh. they're going in to stay cool. Because yeah, it's he so, so hot had to outside. throw that
0: at me, right? Just so yeah, we did. Oh yeah, <laughs> he has to do at, yeah. at least one episode, one per Yeah, right. Oh okay. yeah, that's You're just trying the one. Trying to, try to yeah. trump me, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, that's what Keith said. He's like, well, fuck you, Ari." As we grabbed it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, touche carpet guys.
2: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, right. I mean, it, at this point, like, I, I, are, are we? So when the females are looking for nest sites, are they just stumbling around yep. until they find a nest site? Or is it that these females were perhaps born at these nest sites and have kind of, like, returned to it? Like, is that you know, that's a great, a great question to ask, and I, I, I couldn't answer it. I don't know. My, oh, what my God. gut is telling me is um, with, uh, I mean, the predominant food source being the couscous, you know, these, right. these ground couscous, and then they make these underground, like, burrows, basically these big rodent burrows that the snake takes over. Uh, my guess is the snake keys in on that scent trail and finds out where that animal is then they, you know, obviously they consume the animal Then they reside in that kind of, uh, that nest chamber. So it's kind of like a win-win for the snake. Um, Right. And, uh, and then it's just like prime, you know, prime area for them to brood and, and to just reside. So, I mean, where they go from, uh, hatching or where they go from, you know, that first shed and leaving that nest after that first shed, God only knows. I mean, it's, uh, right. It's just vegetation, so uh, my, you know, I'm sure they just disappear underneath that. And uh, there's probably, you know, a, a varying degree of temperature change from that, uh, that you know, layers and layers of compost and vegetation that are, you know, uh, uh, sustaining them, you know, where they're able to survive in like low temps like that out, out in the open. So um, I did get a really interesting photo uh the first or two actually interesting photos uh from one of my uh my colleague my my guide out there um that uh he observed an animal when he was uh checking areas for me uh he he observed an adult female out basking uh right in this uh big fern area she 's just kind of sitting exposed just coiled up and it 's just absolutely gorgeous looking and it 's just like completely exposed to all the elements she 's out there and it 's really interesting because not only is she ex- you know there's no you know cover for her which is you know you know saying that there's no predators or anything that she's really concerned about um and then the other thing is the fact that you know she's out basking like this uh and uh taking advantage of whatever you know warmth she could get uh and then the other photo was a of a young animal a still red juvenile it was all coiled up uh kind of doing that head tucked in behavior on like just this odd colored gray fern and it's just like this really surreal looking image of a baby sitting on it it's the first time i've ever seen a baby sitting but it's completely out of the open sitting on this you know discolored fern so um it's pretty really? incredible uh like, but i mean even uh, even yeah, the babies aren't for, hiding yeah them? this baby was well this baby was out exposed um, sitting on this fern um and it was i mean it's still red so obviously you know it sticks out like a sore thumb in an environment that's completely green typically in brown <laughs> right um but it also is probably signaling to anything, you know, I've read, don't even think about it. You know, you don't want to right. hear anything. But who who knows? I mean, uh, but yeah, it was uh, super interesting. So I'll, I'm going to put those photos of this uh, new book that I started working on a few months ago. So um, some more observations and stuff like that. But yeah, it was that- uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, all, all in all, the trip was fantastic. Uh, I was able to finally get uh, my research hut built. So I've got my, my facility, like not facility, it's like my basically my base camp, Um out oh, cool. in the area, like out in the out of the middle of the mountains. So now I'm like twenty, thirty minutes from these two nest sites, which is great. So that's cool. Um, I can be monitoring those guys a lot easier than having to try to get a local to drive me up and back, up and back and forth. You know, to the town and back up there. So I save a lot of time um, doing that. So I, I, I don't want to gloss over. It. Did you just? Drop that! You're gonna write another book now on us, like you saw oh, yeah, that yeah. in there. <laughs> like I saw. Oh it. yeah, I heard, heard that. Whoop. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> volume, uh, volume two, uh, yeah, and okay. uh, I've been working on it for about a couple months now, and it's gonna have obviously more anecdotal stories of these crazy adventures and bolds pythons and stuff like that too. So it's just more, more cool stuff, more up to date data. Uh, it's gonna be uh, completely wild uh, observations. Now there'll be there won't be any captive uh, stuff in this this volume too. Um so uh but but it'll uh be just new new photographs and videos and uh, hopefully I'll be able to have this uh D V D included in it as well. That's my plan. I've got like I just had to order a couple new hard drives to put all this video footage on it <laughs> to send it off to a friend. because 'cause I'm like, I am not putting that together, but it's got some really incredible footage and uh of just like the the hiking and the environment and the people and like all this tribe stuff There's some weird there's some weird shit in there too. So
1: You need to start a YouTube man. Yeah, you could well, probably... No, make, no, yeah, oh, yeah, no, right. No, 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 no. Forget that. <laughs> Hang no, with no. us. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's, it's, like, yeah, think right. about that. I mean, how many people yeah. have been to Bowen's Python and seen one in the wild? And I'll just give
0: them a net Geo special. Jesus Christ. Like, you well, know, come on. Yeah, right. Well,
1: well yeah, but... I've got, the it's funny, <laughs> I've got some
0: really... I've got, like, I've got some really incredible footage. I, like, I was looking at it, and I sent it over to, to my good friend, Russ, who did, you know, all my editing and all that stuff, and helped sure. me with the publishing of the book yeah. and everything, I sent it over to Russ and he goes, Don't you ever give that stuff away for free. And I said, What? He goes, Don't you ever give that away for free. He goes, That is just like invaluable. He, and I'd be like, Really? And he goes, Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. I'll send it to a friend of mine that's not a snake guy and he could put together a video for me. And who knows? You know, no, I'm just thinking like what I go through. I'm just yeah. thinking like,
1: you know, like you see all these, you know, pet tubers that make tons of money from yeah. youtube and like oh god here, yeah. you know what i'm saying like here you yeah. could you know maybe put these little snippets of of info on a youtube you might be able to generate some yeah. money to uh to help your your research oh yeah that could
0: be you good you know what i mean yeah that could be a definitely good thing oh it's, it's speaking up to like i i brought on a uh, a, a brand new uh, uh research sponsor uh a friend of mine nice. named josh um, who's uh, been just like incredible with uh, helping out with uh, some of my research expense and uh, helping out with uh, going with the nonprofit stuff like that. Cause that's been just like a real pain in my butt. I've been trying to do so, uh, <laughs> uh, Josh and it's sort of like a really uh, turned out to be like a really great, uh, asset to have on my, uh, my research team and everything like that. Just really fortunate to be meeting some of these people that are just like, Hey, yeah, we'll do whatever we need to do to help out. Keep doing it. And I'm like, just, you know it's awesome. So Here, here's um, what we should
1: it. do to Owen. Uh, this is what we yeah, should yeah, do to I'm, help Ari. I'm
0: listening. Yeah,
1: Ari should give us a design of some kind of Bowen's python. We'll put it in the Teespring yeah. store.
0: Yes, and, and all and proceeds all go to Ari. sales. Yes,
1: we'll give to Ari back.
0: Yep. Yep. Oh wow, love it. Yep. Done it. Do it. You know we'll what I mean? I'll, I'll, email, I'll, I'll email you later. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Sounds good. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Well, dude, it's like you know, because we'd been. much rather. What do we? Like, come on, it's we'd much rather you do it. Plus, we get an episode every like couple months out of you. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? Well, I can't. was like, it was funny because I was actually gonna. I was like, I, I, uh, I uh, brought um my satellite phone. Uh, I got a satellite phone finally, which I, I mean, I've been going for over I was 30 To that. <laughs> that, I was gonna ask that. Yeah. Normally, I'm used to like clacking the rocks together and throwing sticks <laughs> to get of, You know, nope, but, uh, no, one. So, and I
2: <laughs> no Yeah, one and I got funny. a
0: satellite phone, and that was one of the that was one of the things that Josh uh, helped me get. He's like, you should get a satellite phone. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, man, thanks. So I got that. Like, <laughs> and I and, uh, I, uh, I called a, a couple people while I was, uh, from the field. One of them, one of them, my girlfriend, I called while I was sitting out from a nest. Like, yeah. I was like you're never gonna guess where I'm at right now. And she's like, where are you at? And it's like, she's barely awake. I'm like, it's like two in the morning, where she's at. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sitting on top of this nest right now, and I'm looking at twelve eggs. And she was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. gotta go. I'm using up my minutes. Love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know? Bye." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, and I and I I spoke to uh, I called a couple of the people like for Josh, and, like just updating. But it could be really cool because, like, you know, I was even tempted to be like, hey, for call Eric and and be like, hey guys, you know, let's do a live feed right now if I could get a signal. I'll just wear a tinfoil on my head. Maybe I'll get a signal where I'm at. Yes. <laughs> Don't, don't let Keith get no. that number. Like, don't. Yeah. Oh, no. The funny thing is I call, a funny thing was Keith was one of the people I called, but he's such a jerk. He didn't answer the phone. And I know he's killing himself. For oh not my answering. God. <laughs> yeah. So I left him a message. I said, you're going to be crying when you read, uh, listen to this message because I'm sitting looking at eggs right now. And I called you on the phone to tell you. <laughs> and you didn't, you, know? you didn't answer. Okay. Yeah. You didn't answer. Oh, and I, I was like, got to go and use up the minutes, you know? <laughs> So, wow, that's evil. That's that's evil and awesome, and I totally love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when
1: we were we were sitting around and we were chatting about, you know, I guess we were just talking pythons in general, and you know, I yeah. guess somehow it goes to uh, Bolins or whatever. But I don't know. What's your thoughts yeah. on this? Like, uh, you know, I don't I don't know how we got on the subject, but you know, with monitors, the, the nest is uh-huh. so important. Um, do yeah. you think, do you think that, that, I mean, with all your observations and how these nests yeah. are specific ways, I, you know, do you think that that has to do with maybe the females not ovulating yeah. in captivity? Like that security, it, you know,
0: it's very possible. Yeah. And I, I really think it plays a huge factor in, uh, success, but, and, you know, and it makes sense because you've got an animal that's, you know, uh, you know, that reproduces in the wild and then, you know, it's you know, basically um, susceptible to, you know, anything and everything in this kind of fragile state that it's going through, you know, developing these eggs and brooding these eggs and everything. So everything is kind sure. of pulsed up and it's super, you know, um, I keep forgetting the word I'm looking for. It's probably because I had a couple beers, but um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. But um, it's, you know, in captivity, I think it could play a huge factor because obviously it does in the wild. You know, these animals are not open, You know, you've got a, 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 you know, seven to eight foot animal that's not, you know, out and about for everybody to see. It's tucked down in these little critical areas where they, you know, reside. But in captivity, they're basically always in viewing. Um, And I think it it plays a huge role in it, you know. But then I I run into these scenarios in my head where it's like, you know, you've got people like Frederick that have done it five times. And his his, 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 you know, regiment is very different from what I see in the wild. Like I can't relate it to anything that I'm seeing there, except for, you know, the condition of the animals looks very similar to his animals. Um, but yeah. uh, so I, I think at, at this point, anything will work or anything is beneficially to try, you know, but uh, I think nesting plays a huge role um, in success uh, with, I mean, obviously a huge role in the wild for sure. So it, it should hopefully um, work well in, in captivities too. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, we've got a lot of these young babies that are being raised up now, and a lot of them are reaching, you know, a a mature age where Mm -hmm. um, it should be getting interesting in the next year or two to see what happens. You know, I hope that we have more success. I know a couple people right now that seem like they're having some interest going on with their animals and new behavior and everything like that, but, you know, once again, we're still talking, we don't want to forget what we're talking about, bullens pipers, you know? Right. Um, right? So, you know, you get an animal that looks like it's you know, filled with footballs and then, you know, absorbs everything up 24 hours, 48 hours later, and you're left with the same scenario that you've been trying for the last five years. And that's where I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so, but I, yeah, to go back to your question, the, the nesting thing I think is a, a real critical aspect of their husbandry. Um, and uh, it's just one other thing I think we need to figure out also in, in captivity, the the temperatures and everything, you know, I think we've got down, Uh, pretty well, but now it's just getting that animal uh, comfortable and and liking what it has. Uh, I know with a lot of the Verandas, it's it's just a critical thing, um, especially with some of these other, you know, like, uh, for instance, like I work with the the Veranda Salvadori, the crocodile monitors also, and um, I just produced uh, another clutch of eggs, and it's taken me forever to finally get the routine down where it's like, this works for them. You know, it's like, this is what it is. And it's like, you know, you've got to have that perfect parameter set up for these animals. Otherwise they're just not going to do anything, you know, right. or, or they're going to do something and it's not going to be a viable clutch, or you might risk losing the female because the animal is holding onto the eggs too long. Right. Um, fortunately, it doesn't seem like we've had that issue with bullens. Uh There's been a couple of animals where they've had like egg retention. They've had to uh, be assisted to, you know, to deposit those eggs, but we haven't, you know, really lost it like we do with some of these lizards. But yeah, I think it's a, a critical aspect mm-hmm. with their uh, their uh, behavior and just uh, you know natural behavior in captive husbandry. We just need to figure it out.
1: I'm trying to remember exactly. You're you're on the south side of the of the ma- like of the mountain, right?
0: The I'm, West mountain? Papua, so West Papua. I'm West Papua, so I'm West Papua, so I'm working in Mombro. That's my spot that I'm at.
1: Okay. okay so. Do you think, yeah. I mean, now that, you know, now they're doing, um, they're doing work on scrub pythons and they just did a paper yeah. on green trees and they're breaking them into subspecies uh-huh. and whatnot. And, you know, this has always sort of been, uh, a hypothesis of people that, you know, there's different species yeah. or subspecies. Is there any thoughts to that with is Oh, I'd,
0: I'd hope so. I mean, it'd be, I mean, it's, uh, there was a paper that came out, uh, I think it was like 2014 around there where they were comparing a lot of DNA and Uh, uh, they made a comment suggesting that the animals were very, like, uh, closely related, you know, to suggest, like, severe bottlenecking with animals and stuff, but my my only question, you know, argument with it is just the island is so vast, um, Mm. and uh, being able to obtain samples from these different areas where these animals are reported to inhabit, um, it can be incredibly difficult, so it's, um, I've been working on some stuff for the last four years, I just haven't really spoke a lot about it, just because it's so time consuming, it's difficult and sure. Um but uh I hope to be able to, to attempt to try it to try to replicate that same process and uh see if I come up with anything on the other side of it. I mean Papua New Guinea is so difficult to access, it's even more dangerous. But now there's an opening um from Papua to Papua New Guinea um now. So um there's a possibility of being able to uh, uh, do some bones research over there too as well, but it's, it's hard for me to leave West Papua just because that's where my heart's at. Sure. Um, and right. uh, all of my, you know, thirteen, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 12, 13, 14, I don't even know many, how many, years uh, just been, uh, you know, working over there. So, I mean, there's still areas I need to visit like uh, in, Rotale, in the Birri, and the Nabiri. I want to go all the way up to bird's Head as far as I can to find r- reports of them there. I mean, my goal would be able to try to be able to observe, well, throughout that mountain chain throughout, uh, uh, West Papua and in Papua New Guinea eventually. Um, I mean, awesome. that's the ultimate goal just to see if there's any kind of, you know, genetic difference between them. Uh, I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, it, you know, who knows? I mean, it's so different there, the environment, you know, it could have an animal that just in a different kind of a setting or a different kind of requirements. And it could be something different. Who knows? But, um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's interesting with all the chondro paper that came out, and a lot of the Amethysty. I mean, the amethysti group and all that is just like all over the place. It's like they took all these names and all these descriptions and put them on paper, and then threw them up in the air like a, right. like a card, then landed. It's like, oh, okay, that's got to work. Good enough. Yeah. Uh, I did. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we don't know what a you know an oxibill looks like, or we don't know what an orange mountain looks like, we don't know a Barneck looks like. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of these animals are named from the uh, areas that they're exported out of, not the right. area they're collected and observed. So sure. I did happen to see a real um, uh, Wamina scrub python that was collected in Wamina uh, oh, while sure. I was there. Uh, <laughs> so I was able to see that and photograph it, So, uh, which was interesting. I mean, it looked like a regular scrub python. But <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it looked like, looks like you it gonna... to me. I mean, I'm not a – I'm not a script Python guy, even though be like well, bullet pythons are pretty close to script pythons. Be like, oh yeah, but yeah, um, yeah we, uh, there were waminas now. It's like how, like you're gonna be paging through something and you're gonna see wamina. You're gonna be like, that's yeah. not what it looked like. It's like, and now what? Yeah, now what do we do? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it, 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 that's a whole other. I mean, I that's a whole other know. couple <laughs> of lifetimes. I mean, some <laughs> people are like, oh, you should do a 15 yeah, book, and I'm like, man, I was like, I'm right. just starting to open up the pages of the Bullets book. You know, it's like. Um, uh, so it's, uh, but yeah, that was cool. I got to see that, which is the, cause that's, that's awesome. the only other, I, I've never seen a, a larger snake there besides Boland. So, uh, it was collected at a lower, lower elevation, but it was in Womina. So it was uh, a real Womina scrub python, which was really neat. So, um, but, awesome. um, awesome. but yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been really good, man. Uh, research has been going great. Um, uh, I've got, I've got a really great support team with uh, a lot of my, uh, uh, donors and my research supporters and all that stuff i mean i can always use more but uh oh yeah it's um it's been doing great so i feel really privileged to be able to do what i'm doing so um your 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 research hut like you yeah. said you just built that is it pretty much just yeah, a roof, or is there like actual equipment and stuff there too Oh man, I got I got I got four walls in there. I got I got tin <laughs> on top. Uh, I have a fire pit inside. Oh, it, it was, yeah. What else you need? I've got me. Uh, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> I got, I've got me a satellite the, uh, phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got my satellite phone. I got me a uh, what is it? The Hobby Lobby sign. The Live Love. Learn or whatever the hell oh, it is. God. You know, put that up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I really did bring one. Oh, to that's fair. Just like just, you, uh, you, lugged it all the way to Indo just to hang it on your hut. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Just to <laughs> put it in my hut. Nice. Right. And I got a photo of it with me, in it. it's pretty hilarious. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I had uh, one of the locals that I work with out there. Uh, two of my two of my partners that I'm out there with the locals uh, that I've been dealing with for over 10 years now, uh, I, I finally uh, said, Hey, I need you guys to build me a hut. It's, it's just becoming too expensive to go from point A to point B back and forth three or four times. And I need right. a place up in there that I could say is mine. Uh, and That you guys could use it for whatever I'm not, when I'm not there. <clears throat> so, you know, I've had to build me this hut. It's, it's really nice. I mean, it's, it's, I'm out at the middle of absolutely nowhere. It's uh, absolutely incredible. The only thing you hear is just, the rain and in the morning, you hear like real distance bird, uh, distant uh, birds of paradise. So wow. it's, uh, That's uh, cool. pretty, uh, it's pretty incredible. So and I just throw my gear pack on, and I walk 25, 30 minutes, and I'm not one of my first nests. So I'd say I'm able to check my stuff without walking seven hours uh, to get to a spot and then go into the jungle and stuff like that. So it's uh, it helps out tremendously this time. I was able to kind of do it in a – timely matter and it wasn't rushed, um, at all with it. So it was, uh, it was really, really, really good. And, uh, uh eventually, uh, I might, uh, you know, bring some, a couple some folks out there and that way I'll have a place to, for people to sleep if they do come out. So Oh oh, cool. oh oh no! We we have a we have a huh. floor now. Oh my God, Eric, yeah, that's right? what we've yeah. been waiting for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Except i will be all they've got in there is the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I hope you don't mind sleeping on hay, but yeah, <laughs> there. So, uh, wow. But yeah, it's uh, it was pretty sweet. So it was kind of like a pivotal point of my research I've been going for all these years, and I'm like, I finally have my own place. So I'm I'm officially a homeowner now.
1: <laughs> <great>. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, that's <laughs> very cool. <laughs> um yeah i was gonna I, I you know i i was thinking back to when you were talking about the uh the the young bull and i and what's yeah. the is it, i know that's the first one that you've seen but is there any yeah have you picked up uh any observation or other people's observations of where they're hanging out when they're that small no it's, like-
0: it's weird it uh it seems like it's almost kind of just like just the the chance you just happen to come across one. That's what it seemed like on this instance. Um, it was really odd. I was like blown away when he showed me the photo. I was like, oh, "Are you kidding me?" Wow. Because I've seen I've seen uh I, I mean I've seen animals uh, photos of animals that are breeding. He's taking photos of them. when He was marking some GPS spots for me last year, and right. he came on two animals that were breeding. So I was like, "Take photos of anything." that you happen to see. So that way I can record it, GPS market. So I know where you know. do all that routine. And uh, I've never seen, never seen this before. It was really uh, it's really interesting. Uh, and then uh, I was in, uh, I wasn't at my site, but I was uh, at another area and somebody had a collected an animal and they were trying to sell it, um, you know, which they can't obviously. And uh, they, um, but uh, I asked to see it and I got, and I took photos of it. And it was probably one of the prettiest, juvenile animals I've ever seen. It was just like incredibly red. It just really, really unique looking animal. Um, so I, uh, took some, uh, uh, fecal sample from it, uh, left that at, uh, uh, my friend's facility in Jakarta, uh, going to have it run. And, uh, so do some wild samples on stuff like that and, uh, did some measurements and everything like that. But it was really interesting. It was super odd. Like, you know, every once in a while, you'll always be surprised something like what, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. So it's been, uh, it's been, you know, it's it, it all the hard legwork has been all done. So it's just like, now it's like I'm really enjoying what I'm experiencing and seeing now because it's like, okay, you know, I know where I need to go. This is what I need to you know to do. And then it's like, when I'm done with that, then I'm like, okay, now I can start just sitting there and looking at everything and just kind of analyzing everything I can. Right.
2: Um,
0: but, uh, it just, and it was just, it blows my mind. I was talking to, uh, of mine I think who was I talking I can't remember who it was um about just how calm and just so you know uh placid uh the animals are in the wild they're just like it's ridiculous it's almost it's almost comical um, really (laughs) of how just yeah just how unaggressive and undefensive it it just it's just like whatever you just you know I was getting measurements and weights and all this stuff, and I'm just pulling this animal, this wild animal that I'm just standing there with, and, you know, it's never interacted with before, and it, it, you know, doesn't care one bit, you know, it's like doesn't try to bite, doesn't try to move away, just kind of does its thing, and, you know, I just put it right back in the front entrance of its hole, and it goes right back in there like I wasn't even there. Uh, it's wow. just so interesting. I mean, I get, I get bit by at least once a week by one of mine at home, you know, in like, you know, a while, they're just like, whatever, you know, you know, it's like, okay, uh, huh. So it's just really, really interesting. Uh, and yeah, then the whole dietary thing of the wild just keeps blowing my mind because it's like I'm thinking to myself, there's no way these things are eating as much as we're feeding them in captivity. Um, like we are making, you know, fat bones, pythons, for uh, yeah. lack of a better word. Um, I'm sure that and, plays a uh, role creating... in the
1: reproduction, right? I mean,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. the lack sure. thereof.
1: Right.
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it does. I mean, I, I really do feel like there's a period where these animals do not eat much at all. If at anything, uh, and I've been talking to Keith about that for a few months now, about just like the possibility of doing like a fast on them. And we've been messing around with this season on doing like a, a seasonal fast on mm-hmm. some of these guys and they don't seem to mind at all. I mean, it's like, you know, but in the wild, it's just, Cool and wet. Nothing wants to go out. They just want to sit in this burrow where it's nice and cozy, and they just kind of shut down and would like you know. Um,
1: yeah, you know, <coughs> I strange, was uh, huh? I was going through uh, you know because we're going into breeding season and whatnot. I'm going through yeah. uh, my snake, my females, and just checking out what it is. And it it, it blows my mind how like yeah. they don't lose weight with the way that I feed. Yeah. You know, like and I, I yeah. feed seasonally. You know, and probably from uh-huh. yeah. August, eh, maybe July, July to, you know, September, maybe sometimes uh-huh. mid October is kind of like I'm feeding maybe every two weeks or whatever, and then I yeah. don't feed after that until she she's yeah. done laying eggs.
0: Like, yeah. I don't
1: know, man. Just yeah, I just see such a really, difference yeah. in my animals.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, we, I mean, as keepers, we, you know, we want to make sure we're doing everything and anything we can to make sure our animals are in like prime health or the best condition, you know, as as keepers, because that's what we want to do. But I think, you know, a lot of times, I think we're, we're putting them in worse condition by feeding so heavily and we create these false behaviors that are learned behaviors from us. Uh, And I think a lot of that affects uh, potentially our reproductive success, particularly with the species too, because you know you walk in the room, the snake turns around right away because it thinks it's going to eat, you know, I walk up to one of these in the wild. It just kind of looks at me like it doesn't know what the hell is going on. You know, it's like, Oh, okay, whatever, you know, but in the, in captivity, everything is associated around spoons. Um, okay. So, right. um, you know, but you know, it's interesting. I mean, and I, and that plays with a lot of animals in my opinion too, especially with a lot of these, uh, uh, croc, like the croc monitors, for instance, like I think they're super, super fat in captivity. Everybody just likes watching them eat. And, uh, you got to keep them lean and mean and, and, that's, yeah. and that's how you to reproduce. Uh, Cause I mean, every animal I've ever seen in the wild or, or collected animals, uh, you know, they're lean and muscular and toned. They're not, you know, dumpy and, you know, obese. Um, and it's just another learned behavior that we're creating. So the, is the, the typical, crocs are, I, I mean, I the crocs are primarily like up in the trees. So it's like, they're, they're slim. Thin body, yeah. like just—it's basically a very, very big tree monitor with very, very sharp teeth, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, I mean they're they're incredibly opportunistic from from uh, from whatever I, I see with the captives. Uh, there's very few, very limited wild data or any kind of photographs. Right. There was a photo I did see a while ago of a of a croc monitor that was at a, a tr- like a trash landfill area. And it was just rooting around in the trash, which doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it's sure, opportunistic. No. If it sees something, it's going to eat it, you know. Um, but, in the you know, in the wild, I mean, observations of them, you know, are on the ground and in the trees, too. So they're just going to be, I mean, it's, you know, home territory. They cruise it looking for whatever, whether it's, you know, a small bat that they find sleeping or, or a big-ass dove that's sitting up on a tree and it wasn't paying attention, and got it. So uh, right. it's, uh, I think that you know, plays a a huge factor in uh, the success of the animals. Like I said earlier, we we as keepers, you know, we're trying to create the most ideal conditions for our animals. And a lot of times the conditions that we're creating, I don't think are the most uh, appropriate uh, in the long term. Uh, And I think that holds uh, very uh, true for Boland's pythons. I think we're just um, taking their, taking away what, uh, or, or, or we're, Putting onto them what we think they need to be getting—it's not the fact, you know. Like, right. it's not the case at all. Yeah, we, we all want the ideal conditions, but sometimes the ideal condition does not mean food every week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. They need to uh, be experiencing uh, low temperatures seasonally. They need to be experiencing high humidity and rainfall, and they need to have you know some kind of stimulus in their environment, uh, you know, and all that. And I think that's uh, uh, all key factors. They need to have a a nesting site that they that they feel comfortable in and they reside in um it's uh it's interesting i see a lot of with my animals at home like my because i've got uh my adults paired up right now um and uh i see this really interesting behavior where the a lot of times the male will go in the nest chamber with the female um in, in, with my animals and then uh, a lot of times the female will shut the male out throw her coils right up at the front entrance of the burr of her nest. So he can't come in, but he perches right up on top of her nest box, almost (laughs) like he's guarding that box. And he just is very uh, content with his focus on being what's going on. And he just kind of sits there very alert uh, watching, you know, and it's almost like he's like watching the area, almost patrolling it. So uh, it's really interesting. I I haven't seen that with any other animals, any other snakes yet. Um, but it's interesting. Both both my adult males that are that are reproductively ready do that, with, with the females, which is interesting. So, and then sometimes they're in the box of the too. So.
1: Do you th- you haven't come across males in the wild, right? It's only females that no. you come across. Unf-
0: on, yeah, unfortunately, I have not. And I am just I would love to find a male uh, just for the fact of knowing, saying, "Okay, I found a male." Uh, right. I, I don't know where they go. I mean, I I I, I don't know if they. Uh, use the same nesting sites or they use burrows like the females do, or if they're, you know, I was thinking about, cause I'm, I'm good friends with uh Ketzel and we were talking, we were talking about some rare skink. I think it was he found when he was in Caledonia. Okay. And uh, he said, you know, he's like, you know, these animals aren't, he was like, no animal is relatively hard to find. You just have to look, be able to know to look in the right place to find it. Right. He goes, and, and that's typically how it works. You know, he goes, and it's for the prime example of that Owen Pelly situation you guys had, you know, it's like, oh, the yes. second uh-huh. you looked up at the tree, there was the damn snake, you know? Right. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, we've been looking on the ground this whole time for 30 years, you know, or something like that. You know, it's like, hey, um, sure. we've been looking at the trees. And it's like with the Corallus cropani, you know, there's photos of the, like this, the animal that was collected, uh, like last year, I think it was, you know, incredibly sure. rare snake. Probably, right. probably one of the, if if not one of the rarest snakes in the world, you know, and the snake is like 50 feet up in a tree, you know, Uh, and, and that's where they live. They're not on the ground or low, low canopy. So I'm like looking around and I'm like, well, the habitat where the females are at, there are not big trees there that would support an animal this large. And it certainly doesn't have enough cover for an animal to go up into this tree and expose itself to the elements. Right. However, I do have photos of a female that's draped on a big tree, like a branch and she's basking in the tree, but which is really odd that she would huh. be exposing herself to that. I think she just took advantage of that spot. Right. Uh, but so I was like looking up, I'm like, okay, well maybe the males are up, you know, but they're, they're not there. There's only <laughs> there, and, there and there for them to go. <laughs> that's not many places. Wow. Um, uh, so it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I don't know. And then, uh, and then a lot of the behavior that I hear with this uh, in reproduction, uh, as far as reproduction goes in captivity, where these females are leaving these, uh, almost these uh, bloody, uh, I don't know, uh, sprays or whatever, a rubbing blood scent or something like that in the enclosure, similar to the Sabu's right. um, okay. I'm, I'm looking at, these, uh, at this habitat and I'm thinking to myself, well, what would cause this? You know, what would be a sign for this to be, you know, utilized? Or is it even anything that's in the wild, or if it's just alert captive behavior? So I'm thinking, well, I was like, well, you know, maybe it's, uh, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, Sean, and, uh, who, who bred his, uh, uh, savus again. And I asked him about the, the, the musking, this blood musking thing. He goes, oh, yeah, I saw it with the, saw them with uh, his sideways again. I'm like, I'm like, what do you think it is? He goes, I have no idea. I was like, has anybody taken a sample of it? You have it tested to see what it might be. You know, if it comes back, you know, some odd. Uh, and he had an idea that, you know, says like from from what he said from listening to me all these times talking of your guys' uh, incredible podcast, there's my ass kiss right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, the wonderful show. Yeah. Which, which it is, which it yeah. is, which it is. Uh, you, yeah. You, you guys know, you guys know. It's all right. And uh, he said, "Well, the environment's so difficult to get to, and there's so many different variables and factors that it could be like a pheromonal kind of uh, something for the females to leave, signals the males to come in from from wherever they're at to find the female, you know. But um, which makes perfect sense. But you know, man, I'm like looking around. I'm like, why would they?" I'm like, well, you know, the females leave scat and urates out front of their nests, and they drape sheds and all that. And it was really cool because we got to this one. We got to the first nest and it was like, I didn't see anything. And then my, my friend was like, oh, he, he, he comes around the corner. He's holding a big shed in his hand. I'm like, oh, shit, where's that? <laughs> and I'm like looking around. I found some scat. I'm like, okay, they're around here. Where are they at? And then I found another big uh, piece of shed like draped over this log. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So, I mean, they're using these biological markers for a reason. So it's, it's possible they could be doing that to track the males, but this blood, you know, uh, trail or whatever that you see in captivity, which I, the next time I hear somebody getting, it, I'm just gonna be like, Hey, swab it. I'll pay for the, the results to have it analyzed to see what it is. I want to know, you know, huh. if there's any trace of anything in it to see where it's coming from, you know, huh. yeah. but, uh, here, well, yeah. Is, well, is it nice. also like staking out? Like this female's like, this is mine that this is, I killed it could, the goose goose I mean, uh, that lives yeah, in here. Yeah. This is my place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. I mean, I, I think I think that uh, holds true for uh, other competing females too, and obviously for males because they see these. You know, there's there's all these pheromones from the shed, and then there's you know scat urates. So it's like, oh wow, there's a snake here. You know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, so it's like okay, you know, so that the, maybe that signals the males tells the f- other females to say, hey, this spot's taken. Don't even bother. You know, right? But I'm I
1: don't just sort of. I'm, I'm <laughs> just think, so... uh, go ahead. Inter-
0: no, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, I, I mean it'll be interesting to do these trail cams and these time lapses to uh, see if there's any uh, truth to that at all. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to catch an animal cruising out of its burrow and going back in uh, at certain part of the day, um, Damn, or, or anything else that might. Yeah, or anything else that might be in there. Just start getting, uh, start recording like you know activity, how often they're moving, how because that'll tell a lot about as far as captive stuff goes. Like, oh, okay. Well, they were you know because I've got data loggers. You know, I pulled a data logger that recorded uh, temperature and humidity for a year last year, so I already have one, and I'll have two more going out, so it would be great to be able to correlate that with uh, trail cams saying, okay, you know, during this time of the year, it's this temperature, and this humidity, this animal is super dormant, or this animal is super active going in and out of the enclosure. So that could really help out with our captive reproductive stuff, I think. So yeah. here's, a,
1: here's a crazy thought that I was thinking when you were talking and the fact that you've never seen yeah. a male and you're coming across all these females either with eggs, on yeah. eggs. Do you think that the fact that the male is, I, I mean, I don't know how people breed these, but yeah. the fact that that male is present that is keeping the female from ovulating? I know that's probably a stupid thought, but.
0: That's a, you know, No, not at all. I mean, I, I mean, at this point, man, I don't think there's there's no such thing as a, a stupid thought because right now we're still like, we, nobody knows what we're doing. If anybody right. tells you besides Frederick, <laughs> <what they're> doing, <laughs> and, even, and even Frederick, I love Frederick. I love Frederick to death. He's a very close friend of mine, but a lot of times even Frederick, I don't think knows what he's doing. Yeah. On some of the stuff he's just sure. has his routine right. and it works for him. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I, I think that's uh, very possible too, that the bail could be uh, a factor having that, um, that smell or that scent everywhere. I also thought too that having uh, the uh, the males uh, in the same room with the females throughout the year before breeding could be right. a factor of, or right. of it also. Uh, yep. You know, having them completely in a different area because it's you know it's just like okay you know here we go. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's.
1: Uh, I mean, I know they're I mean, not. It's,
0: mar- it's exciting.
1: They're not Morelia anymore, but to me, they'll always be yeah. kind of in that group. You know what I mean? But yeah. I just yeah. think yeah. of like, you know, all other types of Morelia. As soon as you see your males cruising cages, it's sort of like yeah. they must be able to smell those females and they know that they're oh, there yeah. somewhere. So, my, uh, you know, I'm yeah. just taking that thought a little further. Maybe with Bolins, it's the opposite. Like they want them there yeah. when they breed, but they don't want them for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason would yeah. be. You know, but
0: I mean, it could be a stress factor too. I mean, it's just like, yeah. it's, you know, I mean, with how, you know, snakes are relent, you know, so relentless sure. with reproduction anyway, this is like breed, 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 breed. It's like, but at the same time, it's like, we're even at the point. It's like, well, you know, how, when do you know is enough, you know, or when do you know is not enough? That's the other thing. Um, right. You know, did you miss the window? Did you not get the window? Um, you know, things like that. So it's like, uh, like I said, I've got my animals. I paired up my animals right uh, when I got back in the country a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I've, uh, I've seen courting behavior and everything already As attempts up at the drop. it, so it's good, but okay. uh, I mean, I'll leave, I'm going to leave my guys together till probably about February to pull up, you know, right. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a super interesting uh, concept that, uh, I mean, it, it's very possible that, it, that could uh, really help it out.
1: It, it, you know, I'm just thinking about the size of that nest. Is it, is it big enough to yeah. accommodate like two, adult bull and or maybe that's why the female doesn't want the male there. So that, you know, that, I mean, I would imagine that that space, especially if you're going to lay eggs is very, very important, you know,
0: and resources. I uh, mean, you'd be very surprised how, uh, um, condensed it is like how small of a space um, that that it is with, with that. I mean, there's, it's only room for one animal, uh, at POPs. Hmm. Um, and then uh, and, and those eggs too I mean uh, so that's the other thing also but I mean you know so I'm trying like all these different scenarios with you know you know. I even was talking to Keith I said hey man the a second your, one of your males drops a shit Send that thing over to me I'm throwing it in my cage with my other guys because you know maybe that foreign smell they've never smelled before right. you know of another male competing with the males I've got now will throw those males into overdrive um, but you know at the same time it might be an overwhelm so it's it's one of those things that it's like, do you change anything, you yeah, know, because know. <laughs> yes. seem to be so, yeah, yes. that's the other thing too. You know, bold seem to be so sensitive to any difference in the environment, right? Um, yeah, that having a routine that's consistent for four years is just almost like a saving grace and being able to throw something new and it might just screw it all up, you know? Um,
1: I don't know but, Frederick all that well, but I would have, I mean, we met him once, but I would imagine he has to be yeah. super OCD because that's how he produces yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would, it's just like you're saying, oh, yeah. it's like, they have to be so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Like I mean, the, they're
0: very, very hardy snakes if they're taking care of right. They're not that, right. you know, they're not that difficult to take care of. Right. But they seem to be just fair. They, they like, a consistent routine that's their thing it's like what Keith always says the rhythm of the room you know it's just you have to have that you can't be you know changing this changing that having all these different smells having this and that you know it's like all those things throw these animals off completely, you know. Right. I don't take my animals out to handle, to do, you know, duck faces and peace signs with and all this stuff. <laughs> I just leave my animals, no? I leave my animals alone. That's I YouTube water. gold, man. Uh, sh- yeah, right. You know? Shut up. That's right. i try to, I try not to interact with them as much as I can and just leave them alone and try to get them to do what they want to do, you know. Uh, right. So here's you know, the crazy hope, thing. You know
1: what here's yeah. the crazy thing. Gavin was um, talking about <laughs> breeding O and Owen Pelly pythons, right? And he was super fascinated. <laughs> yeah. and, well, actually... For me, he it was like listening damn to
0: him about us, and then Keith's like him I and Bolins, and Gavin's like huh. really. And it's like,
2: oh, okay. <laughs> right.
1: So, so they're yeah. like conversating or whatever, but you know, um, they're t- you know, he's talking about Bolins, and you know, uh, he's yeah. talking about Owen pellys, But the thing was, is he was he was more or less saying that like he he just leaves them alone and he observes them through
0: cameras. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know. Nice. So like
0: yeah yeah I've got cameras I've got cameras and digital. Uh, uh, Temperature equipment on my cage is like <laughs> long work. it's like, you know, if the, snake, if the snake takes a dump, like, my alarm will go off my phone, and I can, like, go turn it on. So I'll be, like, looking at them throughout the day, just watching where they're at, seeing where they're at. It's, it's very uh, OCD. Uh, you know yes. it's almost right. borderline erotic i think. Too, so as long as we accept sorry. it it's okay right we know That's and right. we're yeah. moving on yeah it's fine Yeah, yeah exactly it's like from the first time i i came onto your guys at the show and i said hi my name' sorry Flagle and i am addicted to bold spy hunts hi all right yeah it's like okay yeah Hi. <laughs> nice. hi. Yeah.
1: welcome harry this is a yeah, safe yeah. Welcome. space a uh, safe spot <laughs> yeah you can do whatever
0: you want yeah, here. yeah it's, it's, it's a safe place it's a safe place yeah but uh yeah i do that I, I try to monitor i try to limit as much activity in the room in my snake group as possible and just like i don't have i don't have many other animals at all i've got you know a couple lizards and, and, and then that's it and then the bowl and it's just like super limited interaction going on in there i'm in there twice a day if that in the morning and then at night and that's it uh just to keep it as quiet as possible there hopefully you know Right, something will happen. But, you know.
1: So, with the the trail cams, the hope is is that yes. you'll be able to observe, like for instance, if the if the the snake is coming out to bask in the morning, you'll be. Yes. that's your hope to be able to see, like, does it come out right in the morning when the sun is up? Does it? Yeah, come again? you know. Uh,
0: from what I've noticed, uh, when I've been out there, the snakes are typically out around ten to about twelve when I'm yeah. out there. It's like right peak. When the sun comes through the cloud cover, they're out just to bask for a, bit, a little bit, and then they're gone for the rest of the day. Uh, then you got to realistically dig them up out of a burrow to find them. Um, but what I'm really hoping to do with the trail cams is combination of having the trail cams and the data loggers that I'm using, because they're really nice data loggers, is to compare the times that I'm observing uh, excessive amounts of uh, behavior, if possible, and correlating it with the temperature uh, and humidity that I'm seeing, so that way I could be like, oh, okay. Uh, all through January and February, these snakes were just like nonstop moving. It's like, all right, well, i want to see what the weather's like during that time, so I could say, okay, they're not, you know, they're super active during this time of the year. They're not as much as this year. So, you know, they kind of just went there went down to a window. It might be a good opportunity for for reproductive uh, reproductive success, or you know, just for you know, uh, you know, successful husbandry. You know, to sure. Do it right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Just another, you know, just another fake piece of technology to try to implement out there to to help us uh, come up with something. Now, are you going to be able to access these trail cameras now, or is this going to be like the next time you go there, you'll get this data? Yeah, yeah. So I'll be, uh, I put them out when I was there, um, Uh and I pulled them when I left, So I'm going to be putting them back out when I go back out again. Uh, And they'll be out there for, they'll be out there for a while after that, because I forgot how much time I get on them, and uh, then the cards will pull um, right. Yeah, and I'll pull the cards after that. Cool, but, uh, so who knows what I'll catch on there? It'd be cool. It'd be cool to see a couscous too. I mean, it'd be. Neat.
1: You know what, <laughs> Owen? Owen really wants to ask you if you've stumbled across Bigfoot on these trail cams.
0: No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, that is, God, uh, an answer, that, that was not. Also, <laughs> if you do get that burn, that data, just destroy that. It does not need to yeah, be. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, see. Well, on one hand, big. I'm like. Ari proved Bigfoot. Ari gets a ton of money. Ari does Bolin's research. Yeah. It's like I don't really know what to do here. Yeah. So yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm all about. I mean, you guys know I'm like super decrypted cryptids and all that weird. I know. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm always looking and always asking for like, uh, you know, rumors of animals. I mean, there I, I have reports of animals out there that should be out there, uh, stuff like that. But uh, there's there's no like Bigfoot stuff in the area I'm at. It's all Sumatra. Okay. Good. All right. Oh, no, uh, well, yeah. that's where the wrong Which spot. I haven't gone to yet. Damn. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I, you know, I'm, I want to back up for a second, and I meant to ask you this when you were talking about um, the 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 feeding and stuff. The, the juveniles, are yeah. they feeding on, what, skinks, yeah. Uh, birds? Yeah, yeah.
0: so that was, real, uh, it's great that you asked that. So I was, uh, I was talking to my, my friend while I was out there. I, I said, hey, but, you know, like, like, said so what are the babies eating you know was like because we've always been to the impression that you know small rodents little birds things like that you know even, i've even heard reports of like little bats i've never seen a battery in there so i'm putting that to rest right. uh you know some people said there was little bats in the vegetation i'm like i've never seen a little bat i did see some ground some uh types of small birds that definitely would have been eaten. uh they almost looked like a like a kind of like a a dopey looking sandpiper Okay, uh, if okay. that makes sense, they had that kind of, they kind of had that body shape, and they weren't as tall, and they were squatter, or they had those long legs. I saw those, and I was like, oh wow! So that was the first I've never seen that uh, type of bird before, which is neat. And then there's some doves there that I've seen also. But I asked what the babies are feeding off it. uh He told me that the babies eat uh, skinks.
1: Okay, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I would think.
0: So like, like flat that out, like sense. he was like, oh, they eat skinks. I was like, I said, uh, well, what about birds? He goes, no, is too no it's too small. You know, it's too small. Eat skinks and frogs. That's the... So uh, just like carpets and, Yeah, just like yeah.
1: carpets. <clears throat> yep. Oh, and Pellies and all that kind of stuff. Okay.
0: Yeah. All the other Australian <laughs> all species, that, yeah. 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 I mean, it makes sense, too, because all that stuff is so prevalent. It's so wet. So there's access to all those amphibians and little skinks. And I, I saw a little skink... Uh, uh, was it two years ago? I found one of some kind of local booyah skink. I couldn't, I, I didn't know what it was. There's like hundreds of them there, but I was like, Oh, that's a baby food item right there mm-hmm. for sure. I was like, I saw that. So, but the the thing that really interests me out there is the. the is I want to know what the frequency of feeding is, you know, like realistically, you know, generalized, how often are they? Feeding? Um, yeah. because, uh, just with how, uh, inaccessible a lot of the like everything is out there. It's like, you know, it's, uh, you don't see much moving. Um, so it'd be really interesting to find out like how frequently those animals are feeding. And that would, you know, tell us like, you know, is this animal like actually 15 years old and it's seven feet long or is it like, you know, younger sure. and it's, you know, older, you know, I mean, it, you know if you got an older maturing animal and it's feeding, you know, on a couscous once a month, maybe. Uh, I mean, I, <clears throat> based off of the temperature and, uh, and every the, the parameters out there, there's, you know, an animal like that would eat one decent sized meal, and that would, you know, be more than enough uh, to sustain it for at least a month, um, or maybe even two, in between meals, than um, just uh, with the activity out there also. Now, now you you said you got a fecal from a uh, younger animal that was out there. Do you yeah. think that will kind of yeah. help with this? That you might get some idea. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what it comes back, uh, which we'll call it uh, to be what it is. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I know, I don't know if there's any, uh, I mean, there's been animals that were imported in like the 90s that were in some zoological institutions, and they had fecals done on them. Those were wild-caught animals, and they came back with, you know, some, uh, some types of worms and stuff like that, parasites right. and everything like that, but I, I'm not aware of anything recent coming out. Um, so, like I said, I I, I left, the, left the sample there. Um, I'll have it tested uh, out there uh, for me instead of bringing it here, um, mm. and then we kind of look on that. But I mean, it's just like one more little piece of the puzzle to kind of help out with. You know, I, I, what I really want us to do is, I really want, like, you know, you guys always hear me preaching about this, to be able to, you know, have a, a sustainable. Captive, you know, colony of these animals where, you know, where they're able to be reproduced in captivity. We're able to we have plenty of animals in captivity now to be able to reproduce these things successfully. So right. that would hopefully help uh, eliminate, you know, overcollecting and be able to focus on the environmental aspect of these animals and the, and the conservation of in the wild, and then we can focus on you know learning more about them in captivity once we figure out this stage. But I, I think a lot of the behavior I think is not is very different, black and white. When mm-hmm. You compare uh, wild versus captive. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very different. That's uh, it's, it's it, they're a different animal, um, which sucks because they're so interesting in the wild. Too. I mean, they're incredible in captivity. They're an amazing snake, but it's not a bo- it's not a real acting ball python. It's like you know, there's something different about it. So, but obviously they've learned that from captivity. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We're our own worst enemy in some aspects. <laughs> oh, all, all the <laughs> right. time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. All, all the time. <laughs> Always. But uh, I, I do agree that it's almost like it, they need to be just a, it, uh, it is definitely the thing of the, I feel like I should be feeding my snake, but you should really yeah. fight that and you shouldn't because it's yeah. actually probably in their best interest and they'll live longer if you yeah don't do it. I'm not saying yeah. you neglect it. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, yeah. It takes yeah. A lot. Typically. I mean, I mean, typically we do like eight to 10 days on these things and, and yeah. I feel comfortable that they're going longer than that. You know I mean? You know, every 10 to 10 to 14 days should be more than adequate. You know, but I do tend to feed the babies more frequently just to get, them, uh, past that like more sensitive stage, you know? Right. Um, but, um, you know, the adults and everything like that, once they start reaching uh, that juvenile, older juvenile stage, I'd say cutting back on food is definitely a, a, a good thing. Getting that slow growth, uh, for those animals, instead of having these like, you know, two year old nine foot animals with a pea head, um, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know. Yeah. so, um, but yeah, I mean, it was interesting because uh, the animal that was grabbed, it was really cool. I was really able to like, I sat there just kind of, I mean, it sounds real cheesy, but I kind of just stared at her and mm-hmm. just kind of, like, observing her, just, like, looking at her physically. And uh, she was dehydrated, which was really interesting to me, too, because, uh, like, I could pinch her skin, and it took a while for – it took a little bit for it to go, like, snap back, you know? Oh, wow. And um, – but the environment she was in is, like, super wet. It was, like, really wet around me, um, and uh, and she was loaded full of eggs. I mean, you could see them uh, in her and, uh, like – it was just like it was great because I was able to finally see what a gravid female ball python looks like and what they feel like, uh, and there is no question in my mind now if I ever see that again. Like being able to recognize it. it's like that's snake's gravid, um, but uh, it was interesting. So I'm wondering, you know, with the fact of her being so dehydrated, it's like okay, how long did she shut herself down into that burrow um, yeah. where she's not, you know, drinking, or what? At what point does she come out to drink? You know, um, right. So, uh, cause I mean, it was raining for six hours straight when we got in, I mean, we got in and we lit up a fire and threw some sweet potatoes on the fire and it started pouring for hours I mean, you know, so, I mean, it's just like, there's water everywhere. So, you know, why is she dehydrated? So, um, but, uh, yeah, so it was, wow. uh, it was interesting. I mean, every, every, every time I'm there, it's, something, it's always something new. It's just like pain in my ass. It's like something else that throws my brain for <laughs> just like, you know. It's just like, <laughs> answer no. one question, you know, <laughs> get 12 more. It's like, yeah, damn it. Right? It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like such a strange place, too. It's just because it's, it's just like such a bizarre place to find an animal like that. Uh, yeah. And I just always, I mean, I always say that. I know it's not like a broken record, but it is a strange place to find an animal like that. They do not, you would not think that they would belong there. um right. Just everything. You're-
1: Here's a question. I mean, we've talked about the Bolands, and obviously we know yeah. there's couscous there, but what else, what yeah. other wildlife is in that environment?
0: So the couscous is one of the biggest things there. There's, you know, there's obviously some ground dwelling birds, there's some rodents, there's a big rat too uh, that's cruising around there. I did not get to see it, but they told me there's a big rat around there, uh, which I would assume they would eat also, but they told me one time when they moved up, they found a big is they picked it up, and it a couscous. It didn't regurgitate a rat. So, uh-huh. um, but there's, like I said, there's a big rodent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some, you know, some bird species that are there, and that's pretty much it. Uh, wow, not much outside of that, um, okay. that that I've seen, you know. And I've been to sure. the local markets too, because I on one of my trips I went to the markets to see what the locals were catching uh, to see if there was anything that caught my attention, and I saw. Uh, some couscous that they had shot that they were selling. Um, and I saw some rodents too, like some small rodents. Nobody's eating it, but I, I just saw them cruising around. Right. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and and then just like some small like reptiles, you know, like little lizards, skinks, things like that for the babies and then frogs. But uh, huh. yeah, I, I, I would assume they would, they would take a couscous and it would last a good month, month and a half. Um, so- with just that environment so cool. Right. So damp that it slow would take forever for to right. digest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just real slow. Because um, even the feces that you find out here, the nests are just bare, like everything is utilized. Like it's just like a little right. bit of uh, feces, a little bit of hair, and then just like a little bit of urate. It's not like a big honked turd, you know. It's not right. um, anything that would be like, wow, that's a big dump, you know. It's like everything is just utilized. So um, I don't know. Freaking cool! So, so the Bol- <laughs> yeah. so the Bolins is definitely the biggest thing in the area by yeah. far. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the biggest thing that's there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they don't have any predator except for you know obviously you know humans and then that uh, there's a New Guinea eagle uh, and I, I I saw a hawk when I was there too which was interesting I didn't know what species it was it wasn't big enough to eat an adult but it would have taken a juvenile for sure. Um, wow. and that was uh, I saw that when I was driving out on a because we uh had a local I paid a local a couple hundred bucks to uh take us out there in his four-wheel drive drop us off uh on the road like some sort of road out the middle of nowhere literally <laughs> the middle
2: nowhere
0: and then we and then we hiked into my little freaking uh casa you know the the uh but yeah it's uh I saw some kind of hawk out there but yeah they're they're the prime you know they're the the main predator that's out there if anything Okay. So it's probably, they like they just don't even try to hide themselves. They're just going to hang out and be, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's like what I was describing earlier. That uh photo that my friend took, uh, of the one big female just sitting out like plain as day, just sitting out there. And and I, I came on a female a couple of years ago, but two females that were sitting out basking and they were doing the same behavior. It was just like, right out of the open they just care less you know and yeah, and i just thought that was really interesting that they're just like okay obviously there's nothing out here that they're worried about you know So yeah. they're just going to sit out in the plain open and take advantage of everything so um, i mean it's it's not a comfortable place to be cruising around in too so I mean, there's not <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's really primitive forest you know a pretty highland bog you know there's not a lot of activity going on you know it's just it's just so weird because it's like at, at almost everywhere else, uh, yeah. a snake is not going to be able, even a large snake is not going to hang out and chill because there's always something that exactly. could threaten it. This they just don't care. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. There's like not, there's no no care or concern at all. Uh, it's just okay. This is what I need to do to survive. I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to call it a day. You know, it's uh, yeah. how it is. Yeah, I don't know if they pretty, could do uh, it if brittle. there was predators. I mean, like, because how do you yeah. bask out there with – because you have a very small window to bask, and if you yeah. had to worry about predators, I'm not sure you could do it. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, awesome. it's Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, like uh, <clears throat> learning about – I mean, the thing that f- I think is probably the wild ones that fascinate me the most is just hearing these yeah. stories yeah, of, sure. like uh, – you know, what they're doing. And it, it's, it goes back to that, you know, uh, that thing we said a long time ago, uh, it, mm-hmm. people are, are, are focused on the paint job of the car. Whereas guys like us yeah. are worried about what's going on underneath the hood. You know what I mean? <laughs> wanna... Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's super awesome to stare at it. Cause you know what it is. And you're like, oh, oh, wow. That's awesome. But then you're just <laughs> trying to figure out what this thing, what makes a kick is right. like a whole other, a whole other level. Cause it's just like, you know, and it was great because like, I, I left and I, and I, I, I went to did my thing and I was out there, you know, uh, doing my stick and everything. And then I came back and I like immediately went to my snake room right as I got off the plane, I, I you know, got an Uber, got home and, you know, gave my daughter a big old hug and, You know, then I'm like, all right, we need to go look at the snakes. And I ran back into my snake room, and I was like, I just saw you guys. I saw you guys a few days ago, and I'm just looking at you. I'm like, why aren't you doing this right? You know?
2: like, what's the deal? Why aren't you acting like them?
0: (laughs) Yeah, why aren't you acting like them, you know? Uh, But, yeah, it's uh, it's real interesting. I mean, like I said, I've said it before. You know, it's like I'm so – I feel so privileged to be able to be working with these animals, you know, privately as well as being able to experience them for so much in the wild. It's just an incredible opportunity. And just, I mean, I, it blows my mind every time just being able to do that and being able to uh, get on a, you know, a situation with you guys where I'm able to share all this stuff and talk about it. It's just incredible. I, I love doing that. because It's just so important. Yeah, it's you know? awesome.
1: I'm gonna take you way back because oh no, I, I, oh yeah, way back. we're going we're going way back, <laughs> yeah. Ari. Oh no,
0: uh, oh, and
2: yeah,
1: I, think, in his,
0: in his I think yeah. I think
1: me and Owen have a different perspective, <laughs> and I just want to. I, I, and maybe we said this when you were first on the show or whatever, but if if we okay. did, we're gonna we're gonna relive it, right?
0: Okay, what good. was it like it. Yeah. the
1: first time that you saw <laughs> yeah. a Boland's python in the wild? Like, what was the feeling? What yeah. was going through your head? What what what, what were you doing? The crazy. School girl it's dance. Same, it's
0: the same, <laughs> same, oh god! Yeah, it's the same feeling I get even even that I had a week and a half ago when I saw. Same thing, saw right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. the same feeling. It is a just a unbelievable, you know, moment of just where everything stands still, and yeah. you're faced with something in front of you that you're just captivated with, and it's just and and you know what it is, but at the same time you just can't believe you're looking at it. Yes, like that's the that's the feel, you know, uh, it it never changes. It never changes. And then you, then you snap into reality. You're like, all right, uh, where's my gear bag? And I start, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know, it's like, you know, here we go. Start recording things and checking things and looking at stuff and everything. But it's the same feeling I get every time Since I've been going, you know, 13 something years. God, it's a long time. Uh, yeah, it's a long time.
1: Uh, but yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's the same same feeling I've gotten since the first time I ever saw one. It just blew me away. That yeah,
1: it's, I mean, oh, you know, Owen, you, you know, like you felt that same way or, you know, whatever. And well, I felt that same way. And no. it's, yeah,
0: it's, it's the shock of like, yeah. like what Ari said, you're looking at it and your mind, your brain is like, yeah. yes, what is in front of you is in front of you. But then part of you is like, no, right? No. Am I, I in a, yeah. am I in my,
2: yeah.
1: am I in my snake room? Wait a That's minute. No, I'm there. not. Yeah, right. yeah. No. Yeah,
0: exactly right. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that way, you know, with, with, you know, wild reptiles when I find them and stuff. So just because it's exciting to see it, you know, but it's sure. like, but if it's something that you're so passionate about, yes. like, you know, would you, Better I mean, be. I'm sure like seeing wild diamonds or a, a freaking Owen oh. Kelly, I mean, give me a break. It's like, oh my right. God, you know, I'm looking <laughs> at cool. this is you know, I've, I've never a million years being able to see this, you know, it's like, and it, it, then you see it and you're just like, wow, I'm just blown away. It's like everything at that moment stops, you know, no stress, no drama, nothing, you know, there's no worry. It's just that moment you're, you're kind of engulfed in and, and that's what it's about right there. It's just like, yeah. wow. You know, like this is incredible, you know, not that, uh, well, I got two more days before they shut my electricity off, you know, <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> or, uh, when it's, work like, really sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's yeah, just, was, uh, You know, it's just that moment
1: I, when yeah. when we were we were talking the other day about I don't even remember who I was uh-huh. talking to, but we were talking about the trip to Australia, and, and I was talking about uh-huh. how, you know, how physical this trip was as opposed to the last yeah. trip, but yet at all the time that my that that we were pushing, I always felt yeah. a calm, and I I, I don't yeah. know what that was, or, you know, just being there in that that part of the world, or, you know, yeah. whatever, but it's just, well, it's, you've yeah, experienced the same thing? You're
0: thinking to yourself, you know, you're like, you, you know, you're sweating, and you're, you know, pulling yourself up over this rock, and you're, you know, your knees hurt from walking, and your calves hurt from walking, and your feet are freaking killing you, and then you're thinking to yourself, wow, i am in, I'm in Australia right now, and I'm looking for snakes, or, yeah. oh, wow, i in New giddy right now, and I'm, I'm looking for snakes you know and you're just like wait a second you know like and then all of a sudden you should like forget that and then you remember it about five more minutes later like, it really hurts <laughs> you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know you're reminded uh, again yeah yeah. Uh, uh, yeah you're completely reminded again that you're like what am i doing this is crazy. yeah um but yeah it's that moment you know it's uh what you strive for
1: do you get distracted with other species when you're there like is there other species that you like come across and it's sort of like uh
0: not as much, not really. Uh, I no. mean, I'm so f- focused on it. I mean, it's just like such an addiction. It's like, okay, where is it at? I need to find it. I need to find holes. Right. five months. You know, right. I gotta go back. Gotta go back. It's like I need my I need it's, my it's fix. So Yeah, it's funny. I was uh, I was talking to my girlfriend before I left, and, and uh, I've been stressed out with just like you know work and life and just you know bills and all this stuff. And I'm just like, right. you, know, like, you sure. need to go back. And I was like, yeah, I need to. Yeah. I need to go recharge. <laughs> it's like you you go and and I and I get there and I'm sitting in my hut. And I'm just recharging, you know, it's like, I'm forgetting everything, you know, and, and, uh, uh my, my best friend, uh, uh, who I've, who I've known for a long, long time, who, who follows all my, my stuff and everything and, and everything. He, he came, he told me this thing. He's like, Man, he's like, you know, it's the best part of you going is you, the best part of going is being able to leave it all behind. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, because, because you're there living in that moment and you're not having to worry about all the bullshit behind you and, and everything else and reality. <laughs> you're kind of right. left with that <laughs> right. surreal, surreal environment and, and scenario that you're, you're in, you know, whether it be New Guinea, whether it be Australia, whether it be, you know, Costa Rica, South America, Ecuador, whatever, you know, it's a, sure it's a that moment. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard because I really want to go to other places to go look for things, but I can't leave. That's the other hard <laughs> thing for me too. Right. I not, not be there and not go, look for these animals and, and make sure they're make sure they're okay i mean that's basically what it is like i can't yeah. go without making sure they're okay uh, uh but it's like you know uh, uh, i've got plans to go to uh, uh trying another spot that's a really far remote area uh, that i'm going to be trying out next uh after okay. i go and drop off a bunch of gear at my my this site again uh i'm going to shoot off to this other area it's about like you know a few or five uh, three or four hours away up my plane or something like that. And it's really remote, but I got reports of them there. So I'm working on some local contacts to try to get my guys to contact them to find out if it's actually real or if it's not. But uh, mm, right. I mean, it's just, I've, I've got, I've got to, I've got to know, you know, I just got to know. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, with the, um, you know, w- you do have guides and whatnot that are, that are working with you and yeah. whatnot, and but yeah. if you didn't have those, I mean, how difficult would these snakes would be? be to yeah. find?
0: I mean, you wouldn't be able to. You would be able to find it. It'd be very difficult. It'd be very difficult to find. Yeah. Uh, to get to the area first off would be, I mean, it'd be a it'd be a nightmare. And then mm-hmm. uh, if you got anybody that was truthful with you, I mean, most people would see the opportunity to be able to say, "Hey, I'm going to take this person for a ride," and, you know, just take all their money from them. And, you know, not aggressively, but just, you know, sure. this is going to cost you this, this, and this, you know, right. and you wouldn't find anything. Um, right. I mean, I've been working with, I've been working with my, my two guys, you know, for over 10 years. Um, you know, I mean, I've seen both their. I, I was, I was there for both their kids being born, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got, there's a picture of me, <laughs> there's a picture of me in their house.
2: <laughs> I, mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I've known these people. I mean, they're, they're my family, uh, out there. And, uh, you know, but uh, for somebody just walking off of a plane saying, I want to go see this, it'd be very difficult. and It'd be really dangerous uh, also doing it. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's just, uh, I just feel very fortunate that I've been put in the position where I'm able to have developed such a close relationship with the, with my friends out there that I'm able to, you know, I'm, I'm part of the family essentially. I mean, you know, I'm in their house, I stay with them, I know their children, they know me, you know, it's like, you know, and they That's they awesome. take me to go see see my snakes to make sure they're safe. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's so yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, it's like uh I I so would love to go there. You know, I, I would yeah. love to see a Bolin's, yes, but really yeah. I would also love to see my favorite carpet python species would be the yeah. Papuan carpet and Everybody tells me like, no, man, you can't go there. And I'm like, damn it. (laughs) You know, like,
0: "Ah." but yeah, it's difficult. I mean, and a lot of people don't understand that it's just, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be 2020, which is crazy to me to think, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's still very, very dangerous to a lot of these places. And, and I'm also thankful that it is because it keeps a lot of people out. Yeah, sure. uh, that have no business to be there to, Cause a- problems for these animals. I mean, a lot of these animals. I mean, it's like you know, but um, it's it's still very dangerous. I mean, I got held up again coming back um, by some locals. I, and I last time it was with axes, so, but this oh, time geez. it was a big old <laughs> flat river rock in my face. Um, oh, really? So yeah, so, yeah. That was it was coming back. I told my driver, I said, run him over, but he didn't listen to me. So, uh, wow. But, uh yeah, so I mean it it still happens i mean it it's it's just how it is there, it's a different part of the world, you know yeah, um, yeah that's crazy, yeah, that um, is insane, yeah yeah
1: so uh, you know, switching gears a little bit, I was curious yeah. about how your um I guess you call you guys call it a stud book for Bolens. How's that project yeah. coming along
0: yeah. Oh, it's so, okay. So it's, it's going really well. Uh, I stopped for about a month, uh, just because I was getting mentally prepared to head back out. Mm-hmm, uh, right. and I'm in a lot of the samples and stuff kind of slowed down coming in, but I've got about 62, I think 62 nice. or 67. I can't remember, uh, shed samples from all over the world from, from keepers that have that, you know, people have in their personal collection, multiple animals, uh, and I've got them all recorded as far as knowing where roughly there's so basically I have records of about 60, say about 67 animals and where they're where they're at, ages, and where they came from, and nice. you know stuff like that um, wow. added all in right. there. Um, and my <clears throat> my plan is to you know submit a lot of those off for genetic stuff. So um, it's uh I've been able you know now that I, I stepped away from the, the Bones Group uh, on Facebook and let Keith run it, uh, it's just. It was just uh, too much for me to take in with everything, and, um, right. all the other stuff I was working on, like book stuff, and, you know, genetic stuff, and population things, and all my, you know, all my other projects relating with bones and stuff like that. I just wasn't able to do it, so
2: right. uh, I
0: haven't had any new samples come in for a while. But I've got a, a really, really good uh, uh, collection of uh, samples from. Uh, from People to have them. So it's uh, it's there. Um, and uh, hopefully, uh, I can sh- I'm going to try to sum those off. I'm working on that probably probably the beginning of the year. Try okay. to send all that stuff off and start getting that rolling again now that I'm back. And uh, I don't have any international trips for a while. so. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's exciting. I mean, it's a huge undertaking. So I had to learn a new software program that a lot of the AZA facilities are using and uh, mm-hmm. teach myself how to do that and then implement all this, you know, all this. Music- numbers and statistics in of like who's got what and you know and evan's got all these damn snakes and i gotta go through all <laughs> his stuff <laughs> and, you know i got he, he'll like that but you know of it's course. like uh you know putting this in and you know where they came from and tracking these animals down and getting ages and accurate sexes and all this and that and and even going with, you know, even going with animals that, you know, had, had died at certain points, I try to put those in there, too, saying, okay, we, there's, this animal was here, this animal's there, you know, try to keep them down. But there's still a lot of animals that I couldn't track down, you know. Uh, you know, there's there's probably, uh, I'd say, close to 100 animals, if not more, in the U.S. in private collections. Um, really? That and, many? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure close to that. Um, wow. Uh, and Why does that's that not... seem like a lot to me? Like, it... it... Uh, I know it probably it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, it is. Um, you know, it's a uh, hunter bowl and see. I mean, we should have... We have plenty of animals that we should be able to reproduce. Yeah. You know, but then I think, you know, in the last couple of years, we've gotten a lot of people that have really been collaborating with everybody and coming out of the woodwork and are saying, hey, let's, you know, let's share this, you know, and see what's going on. So it's good, you know. you still got some knuckleheads that don't want to collaborate, <laughs> don't want to, you know, whatever. be involved, that want to do whatever they're doing, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. but um
1: sounds like 2000 yeah, and
0: 2009
2: yeah and, <laughs> you know this, and they know the secret yeah
0: right oh God. Yeah. 2009 yeah but now they're, yeah. they're still it's oh, uh, so just a whole bunch of new knuckleheads that's all it is oh <laughs> yeah they uh, have the secret but, they, um, they're gonna keep them in uh, the garage that's the secret yeah oh yeah, okay. Good. No, good kid. <laughs> keep them in the garage but yep. yeah so it's uh but you know there's a lot of stuff I'm working on right now I'm just Constantly, my brain's always going, so it's like I'm working on this book stuff and this genetic thing, and you know, working on these uh, nesting ecology stuff I'm working on because I've been really getting interested in the last year about all that with all the observations and you know, all these new population things in certain areas, and trying to kind of collect you know, data points for as many animals as I can find out there, you know, just so we have an idea of what's going on if we can't. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the the
1: the under, understanding of the species is uh is the coolest part of it. Yeah. Um I don't know if yeah. we're are we allowed to talk about the thing in June? What's
0: or is that? June? What's going on in June? Is that the
1: uh
0: Why are you the only one who knows what's going on in June? <laughs> Isn't that the Oh, the IHS thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh we. Oh. oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. So the International right. Herpological Symposium. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I, I, my brain's not working. And, 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 uh, I'm out of beer, so my brain's not working. Anymore. Oh no! Um, Damn and, it! Yeah right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the uh, International Herpological Symposium. Uh, super great organization. Uh, if you don't know it, you should know it. It's great. It's a place for you know. It's all, herb, uh, you know, herpetoculture, herpetology, academics, privates, uh, and basically it's an event that's, you know, three or four days, and it's just, you know, presenters talking about various species and conservation issues and things like that, and it's fantastic networking uh, for people. It's a great time. Uh, there's always uh, exciting talks. You get to meet some really incredible people and some really well-known herpetoculturists and herpetologists, um, and um, I jumped on with, I mean, I've been going for years and giving presentations with them too, and I know a lot of people on the board and everything. So I, I, uh, got involved where I'll be, uh, taking over doing this, uh, the first day. So it'd be Wednesday, which is usually the meet and greet ice, icebreaker. So uh, I'll be doing a special, I think it's special species specific symposium for the first day. And basically what it is, is it encompasses, uh, just a genus or a family of uh, a particular reptile. And I try to basically get as many people that are working with them together and give presentation about it. So, you know, one year it could be a chameleon one, one year it could be, you know, night lizards, one year it could be, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, marine iguanas or something like that, you know, like sure. uh, something you know specific and just really interesting to kind of pull uh, other people that might be interested in stuff also. So of course the first one I'm going to do is going to be a bold symposium. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be going on in June. And uh, so what it is is you, you pay, I think it's like 125 bucks. you pay for the IHS, and that uh, gets you into the Boland Symposium also on the first day uh, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Wednesday. And it's going to be in Atlanta, and it's going to be really cool. So I'll be giving a presentation on nesting ecology and habitat. Uh, Keith will be giving uh, a presentation on, uh, you know, cracking the code for captive husbandry and parameters. Um, I've got <laughs> nice. uh, a couple other, uh, fr- a good friend of mine, Mariella, she's going to be doing a talk on, uh, quarantining procedures and, uh, new viruses, uh, affecting captive pythons, which will be really interesting. Mm, um, really I, I, talked to, uh, Tom Weidner from habitat systems who I'm going to try to get to give a presentation on a historical thing on Boland's pythons. Um, I've got my friend uh, Lawrence uh, from Europe coming in. He's going to be talking about naturalistic enclosure designs and how they could be proven successful for reproduction and captivity with Boland's pythons, because he's been doing some incredible work with uh, scrub pythons. Yeah, will um, yeah, be on the uh, show
1: in a couple weeks. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a incredibly nice guy and very very smart. Uh, he sweet. is doing some awesome stuff, and I'm just thrilled to have him. Uh, Come out for that um also uh nico in france uh who got uh a clutch of infertile eggs uh last season i believe it was he's going to be uh giving a talk about successfully raising up bio dates. Yeah. um and then uh i've got uh, who else was it uh warren booth is going to be coming out doing a genetics talk about uh how uh, we could, uh, by doing the stud book thing and working on genetic diversity uh, for the species. And then I've got a couple more people Holy coming shit, out that'll man. be doing it. So, yes, yeah, it'll be really cool. Um, and I'll have, obviously, I'll have books there. I'll have shirts for sale, stuff like that, too, so you can get your bold swag. What the hell um, are we doing in June, so. Eric? Like you know, right. we're going, guys, man. Well, what are you, you guys, talking you about? I'm Bring this out! I know what I'm doing. Yeah, just... yeah, yeah guys duh. Yeah, you go. I also got uh Eric and Owen from Marillia Pipe Up Radio. You guys might have heard of them. Uh, uh, yeah. they're going to be Ansholes. doing a um,
2: a live <laughs> uh, a live yeah.
0: show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, covering a lot. Li- yeah, well, you guys are going to be doing a live show for the, the live shows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. So it should be really fun, uh, and then you you know you get you pay the 125 bucks for the IHS registration, and you get to go to the banquet and the uh, three other days of uh, presentations and just meet and greets and uh, networking and everything. So it's gonna be freaking awesome, uh, awesome time in Atlanta. Um, and they put yeah. on a really great show. So they uh, a r- really great gig. It's really professional. They do. They also do a really cool thing with the junior holders where they have like kids coming in there doing stuff too, working for grants. I mean, it's a really Really cool nice. thing. It, um, we need to get a lot, of, a lot more uh, uh, privates uh, to come check this stuff out. It's not all academia. You don't need to be afraid of this shit. Uh, just come on out and just have a great time. And uh, The bowling thing is going to be really cool, and hopefully it will be uh, one of many because I'd like to really get this uh, Bold Symposium thing, kind of like the Carpet Python Fest. Um, yeah. Where it's uh, just basically an update, a recap of the year for everybody, get everybody on the same page. Oh, and then also we're going to do uh, the last hour of the uh, Bowling Symposium. We're going to do like uh, an open panel question discussion uh, where everybody gets involved and you can kind of brainstorm stuff and discuss topics.
1: See, to so me, uh, I love reptile shows. I do, I really do. Yeah. But to me, yeah, yeah, that
0: is this is what it's it so be. much yeah. better.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're going there. Yeah, it's there really and, great. I
0: mean, yes. reptile shows are awesome because, I mean, it, it's a great place to go and meet up with old friends and everything, and you've got the animals, but you have the animals of it there, so it distracts away from a lot of the other stuff. So, where this mm-hmm. is going to be, where what IHS does is, you know, they have people giving presentations about what they're working on and conservation issues and research and propagation and things like that, too. So, it's very, very cool. It. You know, there is academia involved, so it can be a little overwhelming, but it's not all crazy. It's it's just a great time, a great week. And like I said, the networking capabilities are just fantastic because you've got people from all over the world, get people from different cities from all over the world, researchers, conservationists. I mean, I've met some incredible people and, you know, really lifelong friends of this. So, um, and of course, like I said, I'm going to be doing volunteer for the first one, might as well you know, hit it out of the park on the first run. So um, yeah, man. <laughs> and there'll be plenty of alcohol too. So everybody would be very happy. Great. <laughs> this, this yeah. is also why we swore off live shows because some of us may have been uh-huh. imbibing during iCasts and let it got away from us, but you know, no,
1: we'll um, give it a second. We, we're, well, we're, we're gonna gonna
0: make wait. this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause this will be much better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll goes over yeah. so well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. So it should be uh It should be a lot of fun, so that'll be cool, and that'll be in June. So, and and if anybody's interested in it, you can go to the IHS website, uh, International Herpetological Symposium, and uh, you can register up on there, uh, sign up. You can see, like, I think they've started posting up uh, speakers and stuff like that, too. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's super cool, man, because, you know, if anybody's interested, just check it out. It's great. I mean, it's in Atlanta. You know, we do a big thing where it's like they hook it up where – you know, close to the banquet, uh symposium, and all the stuff. You get like you know the zoo tours you around. You go behind the scenes. You do all. That. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's great. You know? Oh, uh, I, I will pay cars. money to swim with a reptile. whale shark. Uh, you know, oh yeah, they have the yeah, a Georgia of Aquarium. Yeah, off to go to the aquarium. Oh yeah, I yeah. will. I will go pay money to jump in with a whale shark. So yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that'll I happen. I think you can. I. I, I know. I Yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we jumped Closing in with a crocodile. Optimal, I believe I, I mean, yes. Oh, then that's even better because they wouldn't yeah, let right? me yeah. out of the tube with the crocodile in Australia, which <laughs> I was a little upset about. So yeah, oh, I got it. <sighs> good deal. Good deal. But yeah, so it should be a, uh, it should be a really good time. So will be able to talk about a lot of the stuff that I just was talking to you guys about with this last trip and everything. Um, on there with like my nesting stuff and just the updates in the field and stuff like that too. And, then, and Keith always does a good job with with his stuff. And then Nico and Lawrence, Marielle, all these people in Palm liner, be, it should be a real it'll it should be a really cool uh, presentation, a uh, little event. So, and it's like uh, nine a.m. to four on Wednesday. So,
2: awesome, awesome. cool. All right, Yeah. yeah.
1: I wanted to make sure we got that in there, and I'll, I'll make sure to oh, yeah, uh, sure. post the link in the uh, in the show notes yeah. for the IHS. So if you want to, cool. uh,
0: yeah, definitely check that out. You, I mean, if yeah, you're if even you interested, and also, um, and, and, and if you you don't have to purchase uh, the registration online, I believe it is cheaper if you do it online. Um, uh, but you can purchase uh, when you uh, get to the event, stuff like that. So. Um, gotcha. and, and the IHS does all that stuff, so you basically pay for that, and, and, you, and you get basically to go to the bowl part of the uh, general, you know, conference admission. Cool, awesome. You know that that'd be a cool thing, and uh, yeah, uh, that would be that would be freaking awesome. So um, that and we'll we'll probably touch base with you, you know, uh, oh yeah, as we sure get it. closer to that, you know, after yeah. after we the new season starts. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah and Python Radio yeah so right. season season
1: 9 we're closing in Owen. We're oh and we're almost at god, 10 oh my god I'm almost
0: free <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> nice so Good that's deal. awesome though. yeah um and if you want books better get them now they're running low we're Oh, running no no <laughs> I know
2: right but,
0: yo then, then but, yeah I'll have s- books uh i books at the IHS conference too, and I I put a, a link up on my website uh, projectblackpython.org, uh, so you can directly order books from that. You can also order T-shirts and stuff too, and you can donate to my research if you're feeling generous, which is always uh, welcome. <laughs> cool. I mean, and uh, obviously now you're gonna get you're gonna wind down on this book. And you're going to be done yeah. with the book. And then the questions are going to start again of when is the next one coming out? Like, yeah, exactly you get a right. little bit, a little bit of a relief for like where you won't be asked about a book that you have pending now or. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. It's going to no. start again. Oh, you won't yeah, have the, any relief.
1: The, <laughs> as yeah, long as I'm around, the you will
0: not. I'm, when, no, when's, there's when's no relief. I just have to come up. I just have to figure out how I'm going to make it cooler for the last book. So, yeah. <laughs> It's Ooh, a baby. A... a pop-up book. Pop-up yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You pull the tab, and the bullet comes out. Like, yeah. that's right. You know, Ooh. maybe the books will come with the DVD this time, like I wanted to. Chase them. There you go. You it's know, also knows? good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I,
1: I think that would be. Uh, you know, I I can't understand for the life of me why some <laughs> like you know like you we were t- we were joking around with Nat Geo and stuff like yeah. that, but you would think yeah. that. Like, they, I mean, they have such dumb shows. You would think that this would be like, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Like, is I, I don't know. Is it, the History
0: Channel I mean, now has I mean, I two do some hits stuff just going on bit? Yeah. Oh, hey if, anybody, hey, if anybody's listening, you know, they got a hookup, you know. I'm open to talk.
1: Hook this guy
0: up, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll take yeah. what the hell? I'll take somebody with me out there and film it, you know. It's, uh, it's cool. <laughs> Shit, I, I'll I, film it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no! You don't want Eric. He will leave the he will leave the video camera on a mountain somewhere. All right. Yeah. Like he'll just forget but then we'll go it. looking
1: for it. We'll, we'll find go looking for it, it and, that's that's and, we'll and we'll find it. it. Yeah. Shut yeah. up.
0: That's right. That was all done on purpose. Yeah.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, when are you headed back? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you gotta yeah, you gotta right. uh, be thinking about when I, you're going back, right? I mean, as soon oh, as you yeah, touch already, down in to America, I've, already been,
0: I've been already uh, checking airfare out. Actually, oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna be trying to head back out uh, probably really soon. Um, I just have to find out logistically because the area I'm going at only has like it only has a flight once a week to get in and out. So I need to figure out how I'm gonna do it. Um crap. so. You know, uh, so I got to make sure I got enough stuff to do for that whole week while I'm up there. <laughs> but uh, in this one area, if I can find these things, so, but uh, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be heading out pretty soon uh, to go check this new spot out and then go back to my uh, current uh, area where I'm, where my where my hut's at so I can, you know, check on my data loggers and all that stuff so make sure it's all good. I really want Ari to film like an episode of Cribs where it's like him walking into his hut. <laughs> he's like, he's like, come on <laughs> right. in. And it's like, here's well, my floor. <laughs>
1: here's my fire
0: yeah. pit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty nice. I mean, I'm pretty easy when it comes to camping and stuff like that. But I mean, it's, it's nice. It's got, you know, four walls, got a little tin roof on it, a little rusty tin roof on it. It's got a nice little cozy fire pit in the middle there. Uh, some hay on the ground. That's all I need. My sleeping bag. I'm good there to you go. go. Yeah. Done. That's perfect. Done. I Got me a little stash of sweet potatoes, too. You know, my live, love, learn sign on the wall. You know?
1: Good to go, man. <laughs> just like home. You know? I was going to ask perfect. this question, and I, I think we've probably yeah. asked this before, but I'm just curious with now that you have this hut, I mean, do you, are you going to bring, like, what, how does the food work? Like, you're in the middle <laughs> so, of nowhere. So I,
0: you yeah, so you basically bring in whatever you're going to eat, like, uh, down in the town, which is about, you know, a couple hours, you know out uh we usually load up on you know rice and noodles like those little cup of noodles are really great because we could just boil water and, right uh, eat them right there and you know stuff like that too but uh yeah so we just kind of pack in whatever we need and you know i don't really eat a lot when i'm up, up there i mean i don't really eat a lot anyways nowadays but when i'm out there uh, hiking i don't eat much at all i uh i usually right. eat like a couple of potatoes and, and i'm good you know give me enough energy to keep moving and stuff like that so but, yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I keep getting asked by people, oh, can I go with you? Can I go with you? And I'm like, I was like, it is dangerous still. I was like, <laughs> people don't realize. It. It's just kind of sketchy. And then I don't want to get, you know, I, my biggest thing is I don't want to bring somebody and then they get all, you know, like all, oh, I mean, there's no bed to lay on. You know, the floor is uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, it was all, I mean, I, I had yeah, a cause... hole to the ceiling dripping water on me for like four hours before I woke up. You know, it's like, you know, I don't want people complaining the whole time. People be like, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's easy you, if I could. You know, if I'm going to complain, that's one thing. But it's like,
1: whatever. Yeah, because if you drag somebody halfway around the world, it's not yeah. like you can say like, yeah, all right, go back home. You know, whatever. It's yeah, like, right. no, you're stuck, stuck, stuck with, them with them for, them for the, the whatever it. time it is. Yeah. Typically, yeah, what do you exactly. go? A week, a couple years. weeks. Is
0: it? Yeah, I, well, I'm out for two weeks. So I'm about a week weeks. out there. So, it's, gotcha. Yeah, it just takes forever to get out there. So, just from work and everything, being able to. Get away. Two weeks is about my time limit that I'm about. I'm usually able to get. So I mean, if it was up to me, and I did. I was able to have the out for a month. Stay for a month.
2: Right.
1: So. Wow. You'd come back. You have big yeah. beard. Super thin. Like really,
0: really thin. <laughs> <laughs> We'd
1: we'll be like, who's this guy? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I know you're. I know I've you're
0: thin so, now, but I mean, I've lost you know so much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I've lost so much weight since I was there last time. I mean, I mm-hmm. lost like almost sixty pounds and uh when I was there, like one of my friends that I hadn't seen for a year, one of the local pop ones, he kinda looked at me was kind of questioning came up to me and I I saw him. I was like, Hey and he was like, wow. <laughs> So he didn't re- recognize me at first so and uh uh-huh. It was funny because I was hiking behind him the whole time, and he was all looking back, looking back, because he'd always check to make sure I was okay. And I, I was like right behind him every time. I'm like, all right, let's keep going, man. Come on, go, go, go. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. We're almost there. <laughs> said, Don't stop now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So you know, it's uh, hopefully you're getting back soon, and you can tear up yeah. another side of a mountain or something like that. Yeah, that's the plan.
1: Cool. I I know that I. I know the addiction because I mean we're headed back to Australia in March. Not us. Um, not
0: not not me. Not I'm me, Not going. Oh, not me and Owen. Are, me and some Rob. Some are broke. You know. Right. You know. Other, oh, yeah. other but, ones uh, will have to. He's not going to have the same nice. luck because I'm not going. He's going to find nothing. <laughs> nothing oh, without me. You got to put the yeah. tips on him. This is the Imbricata trip,
1: Owen. You know. all right. Never mind. I take uh, it back. I can't.
0: I can't let him not go and find Imbricata. Yes. Yeah, this, <laughs>
1: nice. this this is one of those ones that is going to be, uh, you know, a special one because it will be the first imbricada yeah. would be the wild one. You know what I mean? It's like you're seeing a wild yeah. snake. That's the first one that you've yeah, ever definitely. seen. Um, but uh, I, so I can well, relate I would, to the addiction, nothing you know, but the
0: best of luck for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be cool.
1: But, you know, it's like as soon as we're on the plane headed home, it's like you're thinking about yeah. that next trip, you know, like, oh.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, uh... Yeah, it's just how it is. It's just like, you know, and it's tough because I've got so many, I mean, I'd like to go to so many different places around the world. And it's weird, like every time I think about it, like I was in Ecuador last year with Quetzal. Uh-huh. And I felt like I was cheating on New Guinea when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's why I got so sick when I went back. But right. Like, oh, oh, it rejected you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I know. Jeez. Yeah. I was, I was talking to Nick and we we're, he was talking about, he's oh. headed to, he's actually going to look for uh rough scales, uh, up sometime oh, nice. upcoming up. And, um, he was saying that this would probably be his last trip to Australia in a long time. And I was like, Over. Oh my God, that's sad. What do you mean? You yeah, know? And it's just like, I, he's like, well, you know, I want to see other places in the world and you know, I'm kind of the no. same way, but I, I understand how you would like, like you're with, uh, you know, New Guinea. I'm with, you know, yeah. Australia. It's kind of like, Yeah,
0: it's just, I can't, you know, I can't stray away from it. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. it's in my blood, you know there's work to be done and it has to be done yeah, there's so, work, you know yeah there, there's work that has to be done that's what I right. always say I was like right. I, and it was funny because it's exactly what I said because so many people were telling me even locals when all that uh, uh, political stuff was going on they're like you're going you're going I'm like I have work to do I've got to go." like really <laughs> yeah I'm like I have got to go you know nobody's gonna like, nobody okay. else is gonna do it like you know no one else yeah, is like, trying to do it it's just already so yeah. work has to be yeah, done like I'm going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're like, are you going by yourself? I'm like, yeah, I'm going by myself. Oh, wow. Well, it's easier, it's easier for me to slip on by by myself. I can do what I need to do and leave, you know? Yeah.
1: Have you ever stumbled across a actual pop one Python?
0: No, I get asked that a lot. Uh, so they're in Jayapura and I know the areas they're at, I just have never gone looking for them. They're, they're Ooh. actually not that difficult to find. I've heard. Really? Um, and I, and I spend a decent amount of time in Jayapur. I love Jayapur, it's very cool. I've i heard Cyclops Mountains before and, Cool. Uh, I've nice. found Macropekich, uh the New Guinea small eyed snake, from Condros, uh sure. Kendoya. Uh but I've never found uh which call uh at all. Right. Yeah, it's Apodora. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh but uh, yeah, I know where they're at. So I, I, this time I didn't have any late, like long delays on flights. Otherwise, I'd been like, "Hey, let's go look for scrubs." But <laughs> yes. I've, for, I've tried looking for scrubs at JFK. I haven't had any luck. So. Yeah. I don't,
1: um, Maybe they're like but, unicorns. They don't exist there. They're just. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> whoa! Whoa, whoa <laughs> it's, there. It's just you a you say that out loud. It's, it's just a captive, uh, you know, made-up spot that they come.
0: You know. Yeah. A, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so. right. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, um, I mean, we're almost at the uh, cutting-off point, yeah. but uh, I don't know. What do you want to put out there? Uh, how can Anything people? else you
0: want to toss? Yeah, Black Python yeah, I mean, project. You know, as as always, you know, thanks for having me come on and all that stuff. It's always good catching up with you guys and everything. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Absolutely. Um, the website's up. You know, Like I said, I've got an uh, area for you guys, uh, merchandise section on there for you just to order directly the book or shirts or whatever it's project um and uh there's also a spot on there if you're feeling you know generous if you want to help out with my research a donation section just click on that you could donate five bucks ten bucks ten grand whatever i'll take it you know everything <laughs> helps man um, and uh and just a special thank you to my friend josh uh for uh, coming aboard just recently and helping out with a lot of my research funding. Um, and then, uh, my real close friend, Todd from Timberline, who is, uh, incredible, uh, asset for my research. He just financially has been helping me out a lot, being able to do all this stuff. And then everybody else for donating here and there, you know, it just, it means so much to me to have people, um, helping me out with this. And, you know, and, uh, everything is utilized to its fullest equipment, travel and everything like that. So, um, you know, feel free to keep it coming if you're able to and i'll keep i'll keep i'll keep going you know keep helping me i'll keep helping everybody else <laughs> right yeah uh, so and uh you know just you know good thanks yeah and uh we'll, we'll catch yeah. up with you i guess if they ever get their act together uh for the southern carpet fest again oh uh, yeah i know right yeah. what's going on with that definitely i willing. don't know we, we've been yelling at them but they won't listen to us anymore they've gone rogue uh, yeah. well, they called themselves out, to uh Oh yeah, is
2: that
0: what it is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I might be heading out to Keith's probably soon to oh, disappear right. for a while. So hopefully, I'll yeah. Ready. Cool. Well, you,
1: should, you should time that to where the Carpet Fest is, and you can come oh, to the, yeah. the, the yeah. OG. That might be
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, but yeah. we have it in June. Like, are you going to be able, like, we, we have to coordinate this, Eric. Yeah, we
1: might have to change the date around a little bit with this one. Yeah. To, uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It's all right. We have that power. We own it. So it's cool. So yes, nice. uh, we yes, can do uh, that. I tested uh, the end of June, I believe. Yeah, end of June. So. Okay. Yeah. So just be the first. All right, yeah. We'll figure it out. So it's all good. Ooh. Yeah, definitely. Son. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Ari. It's awesome to hear and this kind of stuff, so keep that going. I will conclude the bold Python Thanksgiving <laughs> special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I love it. Awesome. Right. Then now return awesome. to your regular right. scheduled programming. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that is right. All right. Take it easy, guys. All right, all right man. Thanks, Ari. All all right.
1: Bye. Very, very cool. Always good having uh, Ari on and uh, hearing about uh, what he's got going on, but we got to make yeah. that shirt happen, man. I mean, we got to get I'll a shirt. I'll talk to him.
0: Uh, the problem is that he's got some really cool designs over at BlackPythonProject.com, so I'll see what he wants to do. But I also st- still have the design from the last shirt we did with him. Uh, so maybe we bring back the old design? Is I that, think maybe uh... we bring back the old design, and then okay. if anything, I'll just redo the reverse of it to have all the Black Python Project stuff and his website and... Uh, other things like that. So it'll just be a Morelia Python radio logo, like Bolin's Python exclusive black Python project, exclusive shirt or something like that. I'll, I'll dig it up. I'll see what he says. Um, I'll message him after we get past Thanksgiving and all that fun stuff. Sure. And uh, we'll see what we can get going, but I would really like to do that for him. Cause you know, it's uh, our, we love people that do this kind of stuff with it. Just like it's herping or even just any kind of, of science behind it and Ari's thrown his whole weight and support behind this one species and everything that we know about wild boleyns it's like most of it has come from Ari he's published what two books at this point with a third coming out I mean at at, at this point you know the the research is going to pay off at some point with doing what he's been dreaming of and that's like having a captive population of bull and I that would make it that we wouldn't have to take any more babies from the wild. Um, and you know, more power to him for even doing this. Cause he took all of this on himself. This isn't like his job sends them to there. This isn't like we've sent him there or anything else. It's that he kind of took this all on his own and that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So. This would be like the equivalent of me and Owen deciding that we're going to study carpet pythons in the wild and just, you know, <laughs>
0: like stop. going to th- stop. Th- that is stop. <laughs> Where do I sign? Right. I will quit my job immediately. What? Yes, do you so will me? I. <laughs> yeah.
1: Done. Done. <laughs> Oh my God. No more Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oh uh, uh, really? well,
0: <laughs> I, I found out today, how would, do you want, do you want NPR to be part of your Thanksgiving? Yeah. Buy a turkey from Eric's store. Or <laughs> don't, don't thaw it and then try to drop it in boiling oil to fry it. And then you can call me with your homeowner's claim when your house burns down. That's how you have an NPR Thanksgiving. That's right. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Yeah. It's great, man. They come in, it's frozen solid. They're like, yeah, this will be followed out by tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah, yeah. Get out. <laughs> it's like, it's, Good
0: God, man. <laughs> it's, Lord. it's, uh, it's I, I don't understand it. It's like, people are really stupid. And I know yes. you had to deal with a lot of this, this like week or week and a half leading up to this crap, but it's, it's done. It's over. Now you just have a ton of frozen turkeys that nobody bought that you have to mark down half off to get them out of here by Christmas.
1: No, yeah, no. Actually, we uh, we did pretty good. It's I don't think right. we have a whole bunch, but uh which is good. Yeah, usually I've been in situations where you're like, yeah, probably ordered a little too much on there. Yeah, but <laughs> but now
0: you got to reorder like let's see, you got to reorder mashed potatoes, you got to reorder potatoes, um corn, yeah. Uh, all the types of biscuits, any kind of pie, you have to reorder. I mean like, yeah. Dude,
1: if I see another pie, I swear to god. <laughs> By the time I get to Thanksgiving dinner, it's just like, like I hate uh, all of this. I hate this
0: shit, man.
1: Just don't, I don't even want any of it. Dory,
0: man. throw it out. We're getting pizza.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Dory like makes lasagna, and it's usually that's usually where I go because I'm just like I can't look at pie, turkey at stuffing, corn, pie. Like, no. mac and cheese. Like, yeah, oh, God damn it. But anyway. <laughs> Um, You're probably wondering, um, Daniel Natush was supposed to be on, but we flip-flopped because... Say,
0: stop asking questions. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Yes. Um, Daniel, there was a... We were confused as far as the time goes, and he thought he told me one, and I thought I told him a different... And, you know, he's like, where are you guys at?
0: And I'm like, "Uh, I'm at work.
2: Uh, (laughs) You know, it's just
0: like, uh, like... it happens sometimes. We, sure. we we famously fucked up the reptile and chill guys the one time. Sure. Um, yeah. Which is probably why they don't ever have us on again. Um, but uh, the um, we, we, we readjusted. We, we Ari this week, which Ari is awesome for jumping in and giving us uh, a guest when we need it, even though, you know, we well, were already gonna talk to him. Yeah,
1: yeah. We were gonna. He has lined up for even now, then. But
0: uh, still, cool that he jumped on for us. Uh, so Ari was this week. Daniel will be next week, and then uh, I forget who's Lawrence. after that. Lawrence, Lawrence is after yeah. that. He'll be talking. And then we're, cruise, we're cruising right towards That's uh, it. end, end of the, the season. Holiday. Yeah. No way, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's it.
1: It's three what? more shows. Three more shows, and then uh, uh here's the cool one we got locked in. You're going to love this one, Owen. I'm listening. Um, Terry Burwell is going to be joining us for the sh- first show back.
0: I remember, break. When, I remember when Terry used to yell and scream, and we just mentioned his name on the podcast. I know, right? He used to get so Look excited. You, I'm
1: so proud. <laughs> <laughs> but this yep. year,
2: he yes.
1: checked two boxes of breeding uh, species I that uh, I know he's been working on for a while. One. Is diamond yep. pythons and number yep. two, which I know you'll appreciate this one, Owen, just going into breeding season for yourself. See oh, how I, I lined you. this up for you?
2: You're hurting me. You're I, trying I, I lined <laughs> it
1: up perfectly look, for look, you. Just listen to Terry Owen and do this. Like shut right. up. Right. <laughs> Rough scale pythons.
0: So well, also Terry also has had uh, a, um good he has also had pretty good luck with his um run of rat snakes. So uh, that's yeah, something else sure. I would yeah. want to listen to. So yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Antaresia. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, cool, cool stuff. Um, and he also did um, – oh, Rob's going to punch me right in the gut for forgetting the name of this uh, tree boa. He's, he's um, going to
0: fly from Colorado to hit you? Uh, damn it.
1: What's the – He's uh,
0: yelling at you right now. He's I know. yelling at he's you right now. He's
1: screaming at the phone, you Screaming idiot. at the
0: phone, <laughs> his car, whatever he's listening to you uh, on, he's just yelling at it right now.
1: I think Keith is probably yelling too at this point because he annulated Trebo's. There we there go. go. There you go. All right, I re- I redeemed myself. Sorry.
0: I knew it. I just wasn't going to help. So.
1: Bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have no proof. It's too late. It's out there.
2: <laughs> Damn it.
1: All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So for I guess uh, to wish everybody uh, that's listening. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yep. If you're in, a, a, I guess that's just American holiday, right? Sorry, everybody outside uh, of America. <laughs> celebrate your Thursday with whatever you do yeah, on sorry, Thursday. Enjoy we're work, bye. <laughs> we celebrate Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> the day when we arrived and took
0: this land from that, we won't get into it. So, um, <laughs> Quiet, Owen. Shut up, you. Um, anyway. Uh, it's uh, definitely enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. If it is something you celebrate, uh, if you don't celebrate it, we're sorry. Enjoy your Cook Thursday. We'll turkey anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll get turkey. Go get turkey anyway. Turkey's yeah. abundant. Yes. You know, whatever. Yes. Yeah, so oh. Exotic
1: dry bird meat that.
0: Uh... You don't have to have the leader of your country pardon an animal on a Thursday. <laughs> it's fine. Yes. 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 And I guess be... if
1: you're in Australia, you could have uh, cassowary. Um if, if you can if you can catch it without dying sure it was,
0: um it has to be safer animal t- uh, hmm. to have a crocodile parmesan i mean oh you know god that was so i know good,
1: <laughs> i haven't been able to stop thinking about croc parmesan it's just i every time i tell anybody like it was croc parmesan they're like <laughs> what the hell and i'm just like dude it was so good it was you're the best go ever back- you can go
0: back to Australia and go to immediately the first place. Do you have Crocodile Parmesan? Like, no. Damn it. And you just run to the next place. Yeah, Keep running from <laughs> keep place, to place to place. Keep going restaurant to restaurant. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. And you know uh, what sucks is that Keith had it twice, and I could have had it twice, but I chose yeah, that so stupid burger. Yeah. Damn nah. it.
0: <laughs> Damn it.
1: Never again. Always Croc Parm. Always, um,
0: always Croc Parm. If you ever go to Australia, always order the Croc Parm.
1: Yes. It's like the best chicken Parmesan you would ever have in your
0: life. Uh, And it'll help get the flavor of whatever toasty you had for breakfast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the other night, right? This is pretty funny. Dory's like, what do you want for dinner? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I said something along the lines of like a hot sandwich, but I did not mean grilled cheese sandwich or a, a grilly or, you know, any of that kind of shit. And she's yeah. like, you want a grilled cheese sandwich? I was like, hell no, 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 no. I don't want to ever see a grilled cheese again. Uh, to... <laughs> what is it called again? What did you call it? Uh, toasty. They toasty. To... That's it. Toasty.
0: And it was a melt. It was the insert meat and cheese here. Yeah. Eat your meat chicken, uh you know, uh, egg or whatever. The whatever chicken. the hell it is, cheese in between yeah. two pieces of bread. That yeah. was breakfast. Right. Toasties. Toasties. All right. Toasty? No.
1: <laughs> Smokey likes toasties. <laughs> did you did you listen to the beginning of last week's show?
0: No, oh, I didn't listen to the beginning of last week's show. Oh. What
1: happened? Oh God. <laughs> I'll have to you, listen. Yeah. You did it. I no, promised. I I promised that I wouldn't play a certain clip, but I didn't realize until I published it that it was
0: the clip that you asked me uh, not to play. (laughs) You've gone mad with power with this whole editing thing. You know that, right?
1: Yes, I know. Dude, it's the best. It's like, where's Owen? (laughs) (laughs) I want Owen. (laughs) You got to listen to it. It's great. Everybody else probably think it's dumb as shit, it's but I laugh my ass I... <laughs> And then when I got to the end of the show, I was like, I, I made this big speech how I wouldn't do that to you, and I wouldn't put You're that lied. in there. You're I would find I would find a different clip, and uh, I'd find no, that. No, you now. listened to it, and you thought it was too funny. Yeah, I, I did.
0: I did. I did. <laughs> no one needs to ever see that movie, all right?
1: <laughs> I forgot how crazy that lady talked, man. I know. It
0: just doesn't help that Danny DeVito's like, the character that he is in there. It, oh, yes. God, it's a <laughs> horrible movie.
1: Uh, so spend your bones Thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> watching Throw Mama from the Train, and you'll understand.
0: Yeah. Classic. It's a yes. classic Billy Crystal, Danny DeVito movie. Sure. <laughs> oh, there you go.
1: It. Yeah, you got to listen. Oh. It's at the very beginning. I was going to put it at the end. I said, you know what? I'm going to put this right Oh, no, Right at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Smack it right in front. Yep. Yep. Oh, so. Ah, dear, oh dear. All dear right. Dear. So for us, um, MurrayPythonRadio.net. Um, I must have all of the pictures for the calendars, uh, so they should be getting printed soon. To everybody that won, uh, they'll be coming out to you. Uh, for everybody else, I'll let you know when they're available. And uh, we'll we should put
0: them. Is, is there a way we can put them up on in in the store? Cause... I'm hoping. Okay, cuz we can funnel people to the store cuz go to yeah. the store. Yeah. People. Yeah.
1: That's that's what I'm hoping. Um it's uh I guess the, I'll put the link to the store in yeah. the show notes. Um Please do. 2020, you know, when we take the break, when we got the break, that's one of the things on my list to work on, try to get all the Carpet Fest shirts up there. Right. Um try to get, you know, Different we
0: have a few and we gotta get things. hoodies
1: up there. Yeah, we, gotta, yeah, yeah. we gotta work on some new designs of shit and stuff like that. But if only we had cool artistic
0: stuff. ability. Damn yeah. it. All right. Let's yeah. kidnap Joe from the ground up podcast. We'll chain him to a radiator. We'll make him do some designs. Melissa mm. won't know he's gone for at least a week. So a week? Maybe what? a week. Week and a half. Week and a half. All right. Week and a half. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, I think that's yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's good,
1: right? Yeah. Did um, did you go to the Gettysburg show? No. Why did you? No, I didn't. Okay, fair no. enough. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Move <laughs> that on. That was not happening. Right. Um,
1: I uh, forgot how far Gettysburg was.
0: <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. You know, yeah. the thing is you're like, I'll just drive over there. Nope, never mind. It's like, yeah. so uh, Hamburg is next weekend. So I'm going to go there. And that's the God last show before everything shuts down. Why, are you done again?
1: I'm off this Saturday, and it's and next Saturday done. is the yep. show. Yep. Go. damn it. That yep. sucks. All right. Fair enough.
0: What are you going to do? Yeah. Just not go. Keep up, <laughs> keep, keep up pretenses of that you're too good for Hamburg. It's all right.
1: <sighs> yeah, well, I'm not too good to go there. I'm just too good to <laughs> bend there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out.
0: <laughs> you are. Yeah. That's that one's going to have to go. So, yeah. um, but no, screw it. I, I'm going to go up there. Cause that's going to be like the last year to grab a couple rodents and stuff like that. And then we're already going to be like after, uh, I'm probably going to start pairing everything up, starting the first, and then we'll start dropping temps over here. I did already pair the citrus tiger head albino and the albino. Um, nice. Any, no, action. no, no, no. No, I don't have I don't have Riley's magical touch. Um, It's yeah. It's like they know they're not coastals and they're fighting me. So, um, (laughs) right. What? What are you doing? Get out (laughs) of here! And I'm like, I know I don't. I'm just trying to leave. I'm like, all right. Uh, Fair enough. uh, Yeah, fair enough. Um, But I'm, I'm gonna have some trouble this year because I have a lot of animals that are going together that look completely the same, like the roughies. Uh the olives, the Timor's and I'm like, it's gonna be hard, so I don't know how to
1: You might have to like paint a little I was
0: thinking about like nail polish or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: like on the yeah. on its back or tail or yeah. something.
0: Just something then. Just to just a, just a no. You,
1: you could put a top hat on the mail and you know, then you I'm know. done
0: speaking <laughs> through. This episode this episode is over.
1: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um I guess I'll go back to now I see Owen's rough scale. Fucking, die. that's gonna be a meme tomorrow. I want to see a rough scale up, in a top hat. That's what I want to see.
0: Dare you? <laughs>
1: I want to see that little rough scale that's coming out of the egg, right, no. with a top hat. <laughs> And a cigar coming out of his mouth. Like, hey,
0: baby. <laughs> it's like, do you remember what like, what Riley said like, oh, today in our chat? Riley's like, oh, and have you ever considered breeding ball pythons? And I'm like, just send him a gift <laughs> from some guy just slapping somebody. And he's like, I'll take that, that as funniest. a no. It's like, yeah. Like, did you forget who you were talking to? Oh,
1: you know what was great about that comment was is that was at a really shitty part of today, like really shitty part of today where I'm dealing with the holiday bullshit. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I open up my phone and Riley says and I see that from Riley and I was like, Oh, you silly, silly man. man. <laughs> and then everything, you just it up with everything this guy. Stops. Smacking the shit out of somebody like <laughs> I don't know you. Smack. What?
0: Whack. Yeah, so whatever.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, He doesn't breed ball pythons. It's royal pythons. Get it right.
0: Hey, there's a difference. Jesus. Allegedly.
1: God damn Americans can't get shit right. Good Lord. Um, Anyway.
0: Uh, All right. Anyway. um...
1: Email is info at moraliapythonradio.com.
0: Right, closing <laughs> out the show for 20 minutes. Yeah, right. I <laughs> yeah.
1: Know. Uh, and for myself, ebmuralia.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's all cool. I got.
0: Uh, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Uh, also, you can go look up rogue-reptiles on facebook.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at rogue-reptiles. Uh, tomorrow not tomorrow, I'm sorry, Friday, I will be posting up pictures of all the bread lie that are 100% Het stonewash for sale. Um, mm, Black you Friday want... sale. Oh, a... Yeah, no, Black Friday posting. There's no sale. Uh, it's just a Black Friday posting. I'm not They're for price.
1: They're for if sale, they're, right? They
0: are for sale on right. Black Friday. There Black is no Friday sale. sale. <laughs> yeah, no. There will be no decrease in the price Hold just on. because it is a Friday.
1: Black I'm Friday sorry. for sale. Exactly.
0: Right? I'm right. not no, no. Walmart. Go to hell. So <laughs> um,
1: you're a more boutique breeder. I get you're you You're Goddamn right. I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Fair enough. Hey, um, so I'll post those up. Uh, if anybody wants any kind of animals, I would jump on this because as December gets older, we will be shutting down shipping until after the holiday season. So uh, do not wait. Uh, that's all we have for you guys tonight so we'll say thank you all for listening enjoy your holidays and uh, we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Rally of Python Radio good night